Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper. You heard her. She wants to get down. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Started this show. We started off with Ichiban's. We don't fuck around. This ain't terrestrial. Alright, it's Ichiban time. And don't believe what you read in Crunch Gear. We have three different microphones. Hicks has his own. Hi. That's right. Our producer has his own microphone. And even though he has his own microphone, I don't know where he is. Where is Pepper? Here I is. Where? Behind the glass. Oh, there he is. Okay. He's behind the glass. All right, pick up that telephone. Get in on the Ichibans, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Because one day you'll die, and you'll go to heaven, you'll be in front of St. Peter, and he'll look down to see how many Ichibans you ran on. You don't want to live like a sinner. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Plus, we play this little song for you. North American scum, but we're proud of it. We dig it. Let's get these Ichibans started. <laughs> Mike Buffler. Hey, buddies, what's going on? What do you uh, say, dude? Real quick, I walked into work today. I got two. There he is. There he is. There he is. There's Mike. Hey. I got an Ichiban for you guys, though. Hey, Mike, look at him. Look at Mike with an Ichiban. There he is. There's <laughs> uh, Mike. 
Look at it. How you doing, big guy? Look at you. Standing there having always, a cup of coffee. Always with the big guys, too. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Hey, big guy. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, uh, Tom Brady in a car accident. Uh, a real early in the morning. Walked away. Unfortunately, he walked away unscathed. No injuries. Well, I, I'm looking over right now, and the uh, there's just minor damage to both his knees and his throwing elbow. So uh, if you have him on your fantasy team... You got to uh, drop him immediately. Yeah, get rid of him because you're completely fucked up. Put him on the waiver wire and pick up Jason Campbell. He's a good. He's a good pickup. Uh, I'll tell you this, Hicks. I don't know whether you've been paying attention, but that goddamn Kathleen from the Bronx and Blowhard are already trading players. I saw that. I was very perturbed. You should be perturbed because those two are working together. They're from each. They're out of borough people. I never trust the out of borough people. And then that goddamn either. Earl's from Queens. Scum. Um, North American scum. Uh, all right. Thanks a lot, Mike, for that update. No so, um, Big Tom Brady um, in a car accident, which I blame the offensive line. They should be five guys driving ahead of him at all time, clearing a path, and no car should ever touch Tom Brady. The person Eight that ran the red light is going to be very popular in Boston. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here Tony. Tony in Florida keeping these. Ichiban's going. How you doing, Tony? All right, good, Ron. I don't know if you watched the Jay Leno show, but... Uh, I did not see the I'm Jay Leno Lendo show last night. Yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that he, he and this Chelsea Handler hate each other. Just very uncomfortable humor. I didn't see it. What happened that was so damn uncomfortable? Well, they just kept digging at each other. There was no real funny lines. They just hate each other. I, well, I doesn't she have a show kind of on against him? Yeah. Why would he have her on the show? He did this with Kimmel. Don't bring people in to your house and then let them try to fucking make a little reputation for yourself. Come on, Jay. You're better than this. Let's start thinking, all right? He just wants to be loved by everyone in his he, time slot. He really does. He wants everyone in his time slot to come over to his couch and be all be friends together. Doesn't work that way, JJ. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Look at this. Ichiban's. Pick up the telephone. Say, look, uh, Ron and Fez. I got a little something for you. I call it a Nietzsche bonus, a little something I could add to the show. I'm not just going to sit here and listen and not be part of it. Uh, I have news. I have gossip. I have a moral conundrum. I have philosophy. And I wanted to I want to discuss it with all of North America. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tom, Jersey, you're on the Run Fez Show. Ronnie, uh, Lou Reed kicked uh, Susan Boyle off of America's Got Talent by not letting her sing Perfect Day. All right, now, he didn't kick her off the show. Um, and this is all I'm reading this morning. So she uh, wants to sing the song Perfect Day. Uh, and Lou Reed, when they finally got a hold of him, said, um, No, I don't like that kind of singing. Uh, I don't know whether you're aware of this, but I do Perfect Day. And I close my shows with it, and I like that to be it. There's a lot of people mad at Lou Reed today for not letting Susan Boyle to do this song. But here's the thing for Susan Boyle. If you write your own songs, you don't need to fucking beg Lou Reed to, to do his. These um, American Idol people 
and these American has uh, got talent people show just how little talent they have. They have the talent to sing, but they don't have the talent to write the songs. Now, everyone's mad at Lou today, and I, I guess I can understand because he made a retard cry. But on the other hand, you just can't go, I'm so f- mad at Francis Ford Coppola for not letting me do The Godfather. You know what I'm saying? The Godfather belongs to Francis Ford Coppola. And if, he, if there's going to be a remake, it'll be up to him. Sweet Lou's the same way. Uh, Lou says to himself, this old woman's a waterhead. She's in her late 40s. She's never had sex. God damn it, I'm Lou Reed. All right? Maybe you've heard of a band called The Velvet Underground. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, it is time for more Ichi Buns. Listen to this song, though. You know what? I bet Susan Boyle would have fucking crushed with this. We'll never know now. Very true, Fez. She wouldn't even accept another song. Well, that's uh, unprofessional. Um, She should have sung the Leonard fucking Cohen Hallelujah like every other person who walks out there. And for some reason, it kills every time. And if Leonard Cohen sings it, the place empties out. And they're like, I don't get this. He's old. And he's from Canada. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to uh, Jim in Milwaukee. He's got an Ichiban. Yeah, Ronnie. A confused Crayola executive came out and uh, opposed... To burning of the Korans in Florida. Um, oh, because uh, instead of uh, crayons. Do oh. you know who you'd be good uh, writing for? Is that SNL news thing? That could have been just uh, perfect. It also seems like a Jimmy Fallon joke. I know he likes that kind of little wordplay. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Looking at your Ichiban today. Pick up the telephone. Uh, I want you to call up here and say to one of my young interns. God damn it, I have an Ichiban. How come you never let me through? Because um, those two kids go like this. I don't know. It doesn't seem like you're interesting enough. They hold a lot of power back there, Hicks. Yeah, they have a fucking iron fist. But neither, but both of them haven't even been here a week yet. No, it's bizarre. And I get emails from people that uh, sometimes people call them with Ichibans. And one of the children, and I will call them children, says to them... I don't think you're interesting enough. It just uh, doesn't have that pop that we're looking for here on the Ron and Fez show. Why don't you get back, work it over, bounce it off your chick a couple times, and then call back in. That's part of the script we give them, like they're at a fucking Indian telemarketer place. Uh, who's on the phones today? Rustin. See, then he's going to like this. You ever hear Alamo Draft House? Well, I was in there one night. Who comes walking in? Harry Knowles. Now, when I say walking, I mean getting rolled in. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. He's very proud of being from Austin. That's all he talks about, even off the air. It's Ask him if he wants to change his name to Austin Scarlet. I'd be willing to do that in a heartbeat. Uh, James in uh, Canada uh, has something God damn it, Ron. I have an Ichiban. Why don't they ever let me on? That this time, James, I'm going to make sure that you do. 
Okay, Bill Parcells, Otis, the big tuna in the Dolphins world, and he's now just a day-to-day consultant. Yeah, and Bill Parcells is so funny. When he comes to a team, he tells you that he couldn't be more committed. And then the second it seems like, hey, Parcells is doing a good job, that's when he leaves. He doesn't like, he just likes to get things started. There's guys like that, like, in the restaurant business, where they love coming in and, like, uh, you know, building the place and designing the menu. And then the first night, they're all happy. And then the second night, people come in, and it's, like, the same job as the first night. And they're like, this blows. I'm getting out of here. Uh, And that's how Bill Parcells is. He is a, it's almost like a serial dater like he's only really happy at the early stages of a relationship um 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ uh jordan writes in leonard cohen's hallelujah am i the only one who likes jeff buckley's version better no you're just like every other ham and egger out there jordan that's the popular version and then whatever american idol kid did it so you haven't invented anything by bringing up Jeff Buckley and then telling us he he drowned. That's not impressing us. Uh, Justin in Jersey has a... Ichiban. An Ichiban. Hey, Mr. B. Uh, there's a forest fire in the foothills of Boulder, Colorado, I believe, and 125 houses have burned already, and it's not going to be contained for 10 days. And uh, what about tomorrow, Friday, someone start drinking it up? See you. I, uh, there'll be a possibility that so forest fire in Boulder, and I remember when I was a kid, there was some kind of cartoon animal that told us only you can start a forest fire, and I thought to myself, they're right, and I would get out there every day and I would start a different fire, and uh, I don't see kids into that these days. I don't know why, but it is true, children. Only you can start a forest fire. You can't wait for a fucking squirrel to do it. I think he said stop forest fires, not start. Stop. Fuck no, that's impossible. No one can stop a fucking forest fire. You couldn't be able to pull that off. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's the river rat. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. How you doing? You already sound like a million bucks. How you doing, Fezzy? Um, well, I got an Ichiban. Then, um, then before you go on, River, let me play this. Because that proves it. That's awesome. All mm-hmm. right. There's a radical Islamic uh, activist over in the United Kingdom. Uh, he led some sort of group that, that's already been banned by, by them over there, but he's calling for burning of uh, the flags, the American flags, on September 11th in retaliation for that wacko down in Florida who wants to burn the Quran. Maybe, I'm gonna, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll take a Quran, wrap it in a flag, and then nail a crucifix to it, burn it, just to show everybody nothing's going to happen. Um, maybe that's the only way to go about this. Um, I know that the Vatican has come out against the burning of the Quran. They're very, very upset about it. And the Pope actually gave this uh, statement. He says, if that pastor was a little boy, I'd fuck him right in the ass. I'd fuck him in his ass till he bled. And that's the kind of religious leadership that I can get behind. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Chris. Chris in Mississippi. Ichiban. He's got an Ichiban for me. What do you got, big man? 
Ryan uh, New Orleans. We've got a Mardi Gras atmosphere down Houdat? here because Drew Brees. Who that? The Who that mm-hmm. nation on fire. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees uh, is Mr. Excitement right now. Drew Brees, uh, and we played a little bit of his excitement uh, factor yesterday on the show of how he's going to fire people up. He's proven to me that not all football players are on cocaine uh, because you can't be that dull and be doing uh, coke. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hagen has an update for us uh, from Best Chester. What do you got, buddy? Hey, Ronnie. Um, I was just going to say, I, I know you got two radio shows. I work for... for uh, first of all, easy with the bedroom voice, okay, pal? Right. I don't want any of my co-hosts to get a heart on while you're talking that way. Let's, you know, right. let's bring it up a little bit and act like we're men calling. You keep um, going. Late, later, when you call your chick, go ahead and drop that voice on her. Hey, baby, right, it's Hagen. Uh, listen. I'm a little... Uh, little I'm, I'm in a cubicle, but it's so anyways. Okay. work for a performing rights organization. And uh, Susan Boyle doesn't have to get the license. That's the thing. Uh, she, the per, the producers from the show have to get the license. Right. And it's 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 confusing to me because uh, he would just make a ton of, a shit ton of money from this. And the other thing is that I he must have like a crazy deal. And he's not he's not a part of the PRO. I work for Lou Reed, mm-hmm. but um, he must have a crazy deal with the other one that that like people are coming for single songs. He's usually to have like. TV shows will have like a a broad, you know, they'll pay a certain amount. But he, here's what you got to understand about shit ton of money. Um, some people uh, think to themselves, I don't need a shit ton of money right now. I just don't, uh, you know, I didn't make the song uh, to make a shit ton of money. Um, I don't want to see my song out there that way. And that would be up to Lou. You know what I mean? Like, you, we could all sit around and say, oh, Lou's crazy, or wait, didn't you use your song for this before? Whatever. But it's his fucking song, and he can do with, with it what he wants to, and he just maybe thinks that something like America's Got Talent, which I know a lot of people enjoy, but it isn't the type of thing that he wants to be associated with. And it's up to him. But for some reason in America, we just think money is the only motivating factor. You don't even say to yourself, oh, money is a good thing to have, or isn't it nice to have money? You say to yourself, money is the only thing. We talked about this before, where people will quit a job that they like, maybe even quit a job that they love, for a job that they hate, just to make more money. No one ever, you know, and and here's what's weird. Now that we're in this recession, and they stopped uh, building, you know, uh, these mini mansions one after another, and they're not making as many Escalades, so people aren't buying as many. You don't go running into people and they go, I'm so unhappy for the first time I haven't moved into a bigger house or got a newer car. You're not finding a lot of people unhappy that they're not getting those hack luxuries. The fucking fake-looking mansion like Tony Soprano lived in. Uh, They don't give a shit. So for some reason, it seemed like all those years, through the Clinton years and the Bush years, we were chasing after shit that maybe we don't even like that much. And yet, it seems insane. You really fucking never hear people say, I really miss not having a fucking solid gold watch. And I'm all freaked out about it. And yet when things are going good, instead of chilling and enjoying it, 
we keep acting like, well, I got to work extra because I want to get a fucking diamond pinky ring and uh, impress people I don't know. Well, it's a fucking, it's a uniform, basically, that people feel they should have. Only when that comes up, because when they don't have it, I'm not running into people who are telling me how upset they are. I'm not running into people who are saying I'm all fucking broke up over not drinking Cristal. Because they never fucking needed it from the first place. You get yourself a bottle of Jack, you sit in your own fucking house, and you relax. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's head on over here to... Um, Oh, let's go right off the bat to uh, Logan. Logan in Texas. You're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Those Alamo draft houses are awesome, dude. Are you calling for uh, Austin? Of course I am, man. Absolutely. There's a very good chance we're going to move the show there, um, mainly um, so we can head back with Rustin. And that his mom said that she's going to make us apple dumplings. So I don't oh, know. Okay. I guess that'll be it. Yeah, me too. Uh, hey, man, I, I I got an Ichiban for you. Let me play, play this, then. Ichiban! Ichiban! Nice. Uh, Hurricane Black Earl is a complete dud. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, tropical Storm Hermine fucks up central and northern Texas and kills a couple people. Uh, now, how did uh, it get all the way to central Texas? Why, why wasn't it just on the coast? Oh, man, it rolled up through, uh, through Brownsville and all that like area. Like Brownsville it's Station, kinda... smoking in the boys' room? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Came right up through there, and uh, yeah, just it was storming all the way up through uh, Central Texas and into Dallas and all that area. I think it's in Oklahoma right now. And we never even heard about this one. Now, nah, why would you? We got to watch the Weather Channel, Fez. That's where it's all coming down. You watch the WC, and they will update you on everything. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh, always looking for those Ichibans. And we've gotten some goddamn good ones. But I know some of you people are just like, well, I'm just going to listen. I got other people doing the work for me. Fuck that shit, my friends. All right? Get off your thumbs. Use those thumbs of yours to take that cellular calling device that you have. Call up the show, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. You'll immediately get to talk to America's sweetheart, Rustin, who is just, uh, if I went to my emails now, half of them are about how much people love Rustin. That's ridiculous. Also, someone called up yesterday and just offered him a free ticket to the Todd Snyder concert, his fucking best friend, Todd Snyder. Is he going to go? I believe so, yeah. Can we start and call that the John Prine uh, concert with Todd okay. Snyder opening? <laughs> no offense to Todd, but I just feel like the, uh, the headliner should be mentioned. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Derek, or Derelique, in Montana, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I got a Ichiban for you. Yeah, what do you got, my friend? Uh, Stephanie Rice, Australian swimmer, dumped from Jaguar after tweeting, suck on that faggots. Now, why would she tweet, suck on that faggots? Because the Australian rugby team, the Wallabies, beat the South African Springboks. Well, hold on, because the South African Springboks is a gay team, and they do like to suck on it. So what did she? What did she possibly say wrong? The slur at the end of it. Do you know there was another slur she could have called them? 
I mean, they are from Africa. She could have definitely laid down the slur, but she didn't. She pulled back like a young lady. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And I don't think it's a slur if gay people call each other that. Well, they're allowed to. Everyone's allowed to then. Now that opens the door. Uh, it's a world of freedom. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Larry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Mm. Uh, I wanted to weigh in on this Lou Reed uh, refusal. Uh, in the modern music business, con- ah, gosh, let me start again. I'm terribly sorry. Take it from I the top, my friend. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm also, Larry, I'm, I'm going to fix all this in post. And when you actually hear the show on Audible, it's going to sound perfect. So <laughs> I'll, just, you, let, let, I'll take it back. Let's go to Larry in Virginia. Larry. Hey, buddies. Um, hey. Let me just weigh in on this Lou Reed thing. I'd love and, to hear uh, about it. In the modern music business, the money is in concerts and performing. That's where the real cash is. Mm-hmm. And for him to let his signature closer be degraded by letting another performer do it in national media is hitting him in his wallet where he lives. Plus, having that song tainted would be a disappointment to his fans who come out and pay serious dollars to hear him perform. That's the smart move, plus the artistic move, because it's performed the way he wrote it. It's performed the way he wants to interpret it because it's his art. And again, you know, Lou Reed is what, I don't know, something like 68 years old or whatever. I don't think that he needs another Maserati. I think he's okay in his life. He lives down there in the West Village. Um, he, he'll do with his song what he please. Now, I'm not that familiar with Susan Boyle. What was her big hit, Fuzz? Her big hit was something from La Miserable. I don't even know what that means. Uh, but she planned on doing Perfect Day, and this is what was weird, uh, she said while she was singing, she was going to be shitting in a bucket. And then take that bucket and at the end of the song, pour the shit on her head, start to shampoo in her own shit while singing Perfect Day. Uh, they passed this on to Lou Reed, and he's like, I'm not crazy about that. And they said, why? And he goes, well, she, he, and he, he basically says, well, that, that show stinks. He said he actually said this. I like the shitting part. I just hate her crazy soulless voice. Um, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Um, Nick Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey Ronnie B, what's up? I got an Ichiban bond for you. Let, let me hit this. Ichiban. Here we go. Brett Favre is coming back for the 20th season in the NFL. And even bigger news, I have him on my fantasy football team. Are you starting him tonight? Yes, I am. Uh, who in our league has him? I think it's Rustin, right? Rustin has Favre. A- ask him if he's going to start him. Are you going to start him? Yeah. Rustin's starting Favre. R- Rustin's going to start Favre, so we'll check back in on this tomorrow, Nick. Uh, but it's just an insane thing to see a guy playing for 20 years as a quarterback. And the weird thing about Favre is that he easily looks 10 years older than what he is. He's a grizzled dude. Yeah. He's all beat the fuck up. I mean, he he actually, it looks like uh, he could have started in the right stuff, and then he's getting together with that. It, he looks like he could have walked on the moon. Like, if they would have shown the guys who walked on the moon, and Favre would come walking out with them, nobody would have yelled out, this is fake. Even though... The actual 
walking on the moon was faked. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his model. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Phil in Pennsylvania. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I have an Ichiban for you. All right, hold on for a second. There you go. Hey, uh, the pirates are at it again. Uh, a couple pirates from Somalia uh, boarded a, a German-owned vessel off the, the, the shore of uh, Somalia. Unfortunately for them, uh, the U.S. forces uh, were, were nearby and totally took it over. So uh, already we wrestled it back from them? Oh, yeah. It was pretty quick. The, the, without a shot fired. Basically, the crew uh, locked themselves in, in a room, and uh, helicopters and, and the, uh, the Marine Expeditionary Unit came in and just cleared house. Now, how do these Somalians ever even get close enough to a ship to get on board? Well, I think, I think what happens is there's a rule, a maritime rule, that you can't have guns on board. So they just drive up in their little boats with guns and, and take it over. I got news for you, my friend. I'm never more than three feet away from a gun at any point in my life. Not um, if you're on a ship. Yeah, even when I'm on a ship, an airplane, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> uh, I use one of those John Malkovich plastic guns. I don't know whether you're very uh, familiar when he went after Clint Eastwood, and uh, at that point, the fake president of the United States. But he made a gun out of plastic, and that meant the world to me. I almost um, had uh, about 40 fucking new guns. About 40. Uh, automatic weapons, all different kinds. And just when I was going to get them, I, the alarm went off, and I had to go running down the steps and through the front yard. And luckily, I got away. But God damn it, I'm so pissed off. I mean, these guns were beautiful. But that son of a bitch had an alarm. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Kyle in Texas. You're on Ron Fez. Hello? Yeah. Uh, Ron? Yeah. Hey, this is Kyle in Texas. Enjoy listening to you and Ron and Fez in the morning. Hey, I wanted to give you an update on that uh, caricature you were looking for. That you, They used to say only you can prevent forest fires, and yeah. that was Smokey the Bear. All right, Smokey was a bear. Smokey the Bear, and I think it was by the National right, hold Wildlife. On. I don't know if you're high, but bears can't talk, my friend. No, I know the bears can't talk, but I think he was there with a sad look on his face. And then if you remember... The commercial came out uh, after that with the Indian. He used to walk into the cities, and he had a tear run down his face. Didn't like the trash blowing around and stuff. I well, yeah, I, that Indian was crying, and they found that years later. It had nothing to do with the trash, but he had pissed himself. And he <laughs> cried about that. But here, here's exactly, and I got the quote here, uh, Smokey the Bear said this. That's all he can say, because he's a bear. He can't talk like us. We're human beings. Not human doings, okay? So remember that. It's not what you do, it's what you be. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bill, in North Carolina, you're on Run-FEZ. Ronnie, I got a question for you. Would Susan Boyle be more or less attractive if she was wearing a shit hat? Uh... We'll have no idea, because she kind of looks that way. Now, I went to see Susan Boyle in concert once, and she actually said this. She took baby chicks out, and she goes, this concert's over unless you people stomp on the baby chicks. And that actually happened. 
It's not an urban myth. Um, we're looking for Ichibans. And why wouldn't we? Uh, we are the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Tom, in New York, <laughs> believe he has an Ichiban. Tom, you're on Fez. Morning. Yeah. Uh, like the previous listener, I also enjoy listening to you and Ron and Fez. Um, tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. Bono and The Edge will be on Good Morning America, debuting music from the upcoming Spider-Man Broadway musical. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I liked Bono so much better when his spine broke. I thought that's when he was at his peak. This uh, refix spine thing. So is he going to be performing in the park? Is that one of those deals where they do the live show and everybody can go out and see it? I think the park stuff is only on Fridays. I think this is an in-studio thing. Well, tomorrow is Friday, my friend. I know we're all thrown off from having off on Monday, but tomorrow is Friday. Um, They'll be doing where the webs have no name. Hmm? As they'll be doing where the webs have no name as part of the Spider-Man musical. The music they've come up with for Spider-Man on Broadway. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's George calling from our new hometown, Austin. Uh, George, how are you, buddy? How you doing, Mr. Ronnie B? Mr. Ronnie B, I got a, yeah. on a football Friday... Uh, I don't know if you watched ESPN, but uh, Brett Favre just announced he's going to play the game tonight, and it's fucking Wranglers. I am so proud of him, and because I've said this for years, you don't need knee pads, you don't need hip pads. You can play in jeans, or as he will put it, dungarees. I'm from Mississippi, and I wear dungarees. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. In those commercials, um, he's connecting, so it may work out for him. Uh, the Austin, oh, we actually, somebody else asked this, this, if you guys moved to Austin, can we call the show Ron and Fez and the Apple Dumpling Gang? Why do we even got to move to Austin before you do that? I have no problem at all calling Hicks as of right now, the Apple Dumpling Gang. Uh, are you okay with that, Hicks? Yeah, I guess, but will we actually eventually get to Austin? I don't even know where he's talking from. Pepper, where are you? Here I is, behind the glass. Oh, there he is, behind the glass. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. He does a character now. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I like to call it the little black man behind the glass. But I don't know if it comes out that way. Uh, Chris in Atlanta. How are you, buddy? Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I'm good, Ronnie. Hey, quick, uh, quick question. New listener. Is Fez real, or is he just like one of your voices that you do? Is he? Is it? Are you guys the same guy, or is it two different guys? I am. I've actually been known as the man of two voices, and I tried to sell myself that as an impersonator. Uh, but Fez actually does an impression of me. Good day, mates. I'm Ronnie B. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Where's your impression of me, Fez? Well, that's what it was. That was it. That was kind of how I hear you. He never visited me in a hospital. I'll just say that. I don't take it personally. Uh, and this was going to be the impression that you were going to do? You ended yeah. up doing an Australian accent? Yeah. Hmm. All right. 
Um, I don't think you got to be respected by your partner. I don't. I don't think that's important. So I'm going to be able to go on. My heart will go on, like at the end of the Titanic. And yeah, I know everybody acts like they didn't cry. You fucking cried. You cried when Jack was floating down. Uh, what they didn't uh, show at the end of the Titanic after she had been on the horse and she was riding, she had that great life. This never came up. She fucked 80 guys in her lifetime after Jack died and blew another 260. What the? Back then? Mm-hmm. Back then. Holy shit. Yeah, in the 30s when nobody was fucking. Throwing that pussy around like nobody's business. I don't know whether she threw it around or she just accepted cock. I'm not sure. To find that much cock, she must have looked for a little bit of it. Mm. If it was eight different dudes. I don't know. I mean, uh, I you know, there's no way to prove what you're saying is wrong or correct. It's just a theory, but an unprovable theory. I'm going to do some research. Um, Higgs, hey, you feel like I got a slap in the face from uh, Fez? That was kind of hurtful. I know. You're not Australian. Even more hurtful uh, is his uh, PR work. Oh, mm. no. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Eric in D.C., you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing, buddy? Good. The, uh, down in Florida, the local fire department near the uh, that crazy pasture says that they're going to stop him from burning the books because the ink inside of the Koran is a fire hazard. It doesn't sound like it's going to pass constitutional muster. Another question for you, Ron. First of all, it's holy ink. I've got to decide if I'm going to renew for a year on uh, XM. What is your contract up? And I don't mind if you have to get rid of Fez to renew. First of all, uh, Fez and I are best pals. and uh, uh, You could do without him. No. You could Fez and I just had a big talk about this tomorrow, and you said you're going to be on the comeback trail. Yes, I am. You're going to do the new impression of me, uh, show that you're you're serious about it, and then pop that up. Uh, Ours isn't up until... uh, He's thinking of funny shit right now, and he's going to pop something on you a little later that's going to fuck you up, Eric. Two two jokes from Fez today. I would be really impressed. Just do yourself this favor and don't drive during the show, because he's on. Um, maybe you didn't hear where the webs have no name. Maybe that fucking went over your head, Eric. Get it? Instead it's of too street, much for him. Instead of streets, right? Exactly. It's you two doing their own, their same music, but just adding Spider-Man to it. How do you sleep? Not well. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Let's go over here to Nick in Virginia. You're on Fez. Yeah, I got an Ichiban for you guys. Yeah. Uh, Iran is about to release one of the three hikers. Only one. Which one, though? I don't know the particulars on that, but I know they're only releasing one. So that's a little odd. It makes you think of maybe a family paying off or something like that. Yeah, no one knows what goes through the minds of those fucking people over there, but... Um, and I know a lot of people like to hike. Um, and let me point this out. Don't hike through Iran. That's fucking crazy. Um, I'd rather fucking hike over in Hawaii with those with that murderous couple. I forget the name of it. I think Perfect Getaway or something like that. 
It's on cable right now. And the world is enjoying that movie. I didn't catch that one. Well, remember when uh, the little couple from Perfect Getaway, I think they came in and did O&A. Yeah. And when they were leaving, we bumped into them. Yeah. And Eastside Dave said to me, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I didn't exactly agree. Um, but that's up. Uh, Wes, you're on my face. Uh, first, I just want to say I love Pepper's uh, character. Pepper's character is on, and then Fez is doing one called Ron Bennington, the Australian Outback Man. <laughs> and then uh, I was curious if uh, in the rest of her life, when she sucked all those dicks, if she sucked, sucked them in a row. Yes, she did. She uh, What she did, and now this might be a little gross, but she lined up the cocks by length and girth from uh, very large ones down to a small one, and sucked on it like it was a pan flute, and went back and forth. Now, here's the problem. I don't know if that thing's called a pan flute, but you get the bit that I'm doing here. And if someone doesn't put that in a porn, they're out of their fucking mind. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... I've just uh, got some great news. Uh, got just got a text from my agent who said uh, I've been offered a contract as the spokesman for Foster's because that's Australian for beer. And that all came off of the very funny, fuck you, I'm not doing the impression, I'm doing something else thing that Fez did. So that was weak applause from the other room. It's home to let to do it harder. Uh, so things are really working out. Things are going fucking great for me. Uh, Rex, Rex, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yo, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's just say I'm near the church down here in Florida, and uh, I was talking to one of the local delivery drivers, Big Brown Company. Yeah. And uh, he said they get usually three to five packages a week, but he's been having to pull a trailer. He's getting packages from all over the country, and now he's getting like a thousand packages a week to deliver there. And what are they so, send? What are people sending him? Uh, well, he doesn't know, but he's insinuating that he thinks people are sending them their Korans from everywhere. Well, I'd be real careful how I open those packages if I was him. Uh, but I'd yeah. also like to put out to point out to people, uh, they have enough Korans. What they need right now are blankets, gloves, uh, water. And baby food and diapers. People don't think of that. But at a time like now, baby food and diapers become so important. Um, you know, in Haiti, uh, Hicks, I don't know whether you're keeping up from this. Uh, Sean Penn came out and said something about Wycliffe Jean, like, oh, he wouldn't make a good president. He's too stupid. And then Wycliffe uh, did something where he said uh, that Sean Penn sniffs cocaine. Um, this is what I don't understand. Wycliffe is about, what, 40 years old, late 30s, maybe 40. Uh, been in music his whole life. Was in the fucking Fugees, what I like to call the Black Beatles. Why are you so unhip? you got to use the term sniffs cocaine. Praz, the guy he was in the band with, got caught with a bunch of cocaine. Right. It's fucking ridiculous. And we snort cocaine. This is why you'd be a bad president, my friend. Because you sound like someone's mom. I read about it. They're, they're up there in that parking lot and they're sniffing cocaine. 
You be careful around them. It's free the first time. My mom, that was always my mom's bet with me. Be careful, it's free the first time. And like, I'm like, Mom, I've been all over. It's never fucking free. Maybe if I had a fucking uh, set of big tits and a tight little box, it would be free. But if you go in there swinging cock and balls, you're fucking paying. You're throwing down. It's, yeah. There's no fucking free ride. No, it ain't. No one fucking plays that game. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Ray, you're on running Fez. Hey, what's going on? Ronnie Fezzy, how you guys doing? Yeah, what do you got? I got an Ichiban for you. All right, uh, then let me play it. No, you, you deserve this. Ichiban! Yeah. Well, thank you kindly, sir. So, uh, talking, of, uh, talking about our beloved pastor, uh, Terry Jones, down there, mm -hmm. uh, come to find out today that uh, he said that he would stop the burning of the Korans, if and only if he gets a direct call from the White House. Um, just the How self-righteous. How self-righteous. Yeah, huh? th just the ego in this guy. But um, I, I would say this. If I don't get a call from the White House and Bob Dylan, okay, then I'm going to take the Koran, roll it up like a joint, and stuff it into a baby's ass. Now, if Obama calls me and promises, and I want Bob Dylan to call, and both of them promise to co-write a song about me, then no, I won't do this. But that is the only way. Um, here's uh, Kev. Kevlar in Jersey on an Ichiban. Buddies. I don't like cocaine, but I do love the way it smells. Hold on. I just got a call from a 1980s t-shirt. That's fucking amazing. How could a t-shirt call a show? I hope I get a call from I'm not black and I'm not gay, but I love Atlanta anyway. I would love to get a call with that. From that. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Easton, Long Island, you're in one of Fez. Uh, Ronnie B. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey judge uh, sentences uh, Nicole Snooky Polizzi to community service, fines her $500 for disturbing people on the beach using profane language. And in his speech to her, he pretty much told her, rude, profane, obnoxious behavior is not the way to live your life, sounding a lot like Dean Warmer at yeah. Animal House. Fat, dumb, and stupid, or whatever the fuck that thing. Well, fat, drunk, and stupid. Uh, he, did I interrupt you, Fez? I was just going to say, well, he probably thought he was talking to Flounder. He actually, she, he actually said this to her. Just because your clit is bigger than a man's penis doesn't mean that you can get off that way. Um, look who it is. It's Lady Trucker. Lady Trucker. And here's a call from 1976. Mm. Smile. Have a nice day. You ran with the bit, Lady Trucker. I'm really impressed. You actually made sense during this call. Hi, thank you, Ron. All right. I can do a Fez impression. You ready? Oh, yeah, sure. I'd love to. Oh. I'll do an impression of the driver's seat of her truck. Ugh, get off me! Get off me, please! Why didn't you do that in an Australian accent? 
Well, it was a different impression. Oh, look, everybody. It's Ronnie B from the Men at Work. I consider uh, Lady Trucker to be the LT, not Lawrence Taylor, not LaDamian. She's overshadowed them. She has overshadowed them. She's gained more uh, yards and has more sex. Um, how do you think LT is going to do with the Jets? Is he going to fucking do anything this year? Uh, actually, I think he'll have definitely have better numbers than he did last year. But uh, He'd have to. Yeah. Uh, if he falls forward, he should have better numbers. <laughs> Uh, but just they won't have any passing game, so they're, they're going to have to give them something some of the time. They might get a little hot. <sighs> that Sanchez is the only thing keeping them away from a winning year. I don't think they're going to get off to the kind of start that they think they're going to get off to. I honestly don't. I think they're going to get off to a rough start. This just whole Jets thing is delusional. They're, people are just going losing their minds about how, how they're... Oh, and it goes to show you what market number one can do. You know what I mean? If this fucking team was in Houston... Or Kansas City, no one would be paying shit attention to him. After three decades or whatever of the Giants just running the town. Yeah. And it's just one season where the Giants didn't make it, and they did. Now it's everyone's forgotten about Eli. I didn't give a fuck. Well, yeah, and all of a sudden, Namath is welcome back. Um, tonight's the big game. Uh, tonight, it's hard to believe we start off professional football. Uh, make sure you got a big uh, spread ready to go, that you're eating food, you fucking... Uh, have yourself set up now to live a life now for the next six months that have to do with watching sports on TV and gluttony. Yeah, wig nights are exploding all over America. Uh, everybody is going to say that this is the first time that this many people are celebrating the Jewish New Year. Um, and the Jews are so excited. They're like, can you believe it? We're finally catching on. We're going mainstream. It's not about you. Okay, it's about football. Who's the big opening concert tonight? Uh, because every year you try to do that big, spectacular opening night concert that gets everybody crazy. You got the Dave Matthews Band tonight. And? And I believe uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift. And now here's the weird thing. Lou Reed has offered them both perfect day. And that's just out of spite. There's no reason for that. Um, I really, uh, I, I just have a problem of saying to myself, I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that Bon Jovi isn't back for this. Well, he had They're, that trouble at his mansion the other night. What, what kind of trouble did he have? The cops came, said so he was playing too loudly. And then he yelled out, your cop car makes more noise than my guitar, man. Fuck you. How, who... Would complain about hearing free Bon Jovi music. I don't know, but he was going on a free concert, and then the cops came in and shut it down. Could you please shut up, Paul McCartney? He's driving me nuts. I got a dead baby sleeping in this house. Um, Paul, Florida, you're on my Fez. So, Fez, what's uh, the menu from the diner tonight? You gonna go pizza? Or are you going to go something else? And are you going to stay up for the whole game, Fez? Tonight is my Chinese food night. I'll be having a little Chinese buffet for myself watching the game. What, what is the buffet? Oh, uh, I'll probably go with the sesame chicken. I may get something a little spicy, you know, since it's New Orleans and they have the spicier food. So just to go along with that. 
doesn't even make slight sense. Yeah, sure, bro. By, uh, by spicy, you're talking about Cajun? You're going to have Cajun Chinese food? No, I won't have. They don't have that, but I'll go, I'll go a little spicier tonight. Just in honor of New Orleans playing and opening the season. So tell me what spicy uh, Chinese food that they have. Um, they have like a spicy broccoli side dish. They have uh, a spicy chicken. Mm. Uh, Jay, you're on Jay. Yeah, it's Ronnie B. How are you? Listen, I don't have a drinking problem. I drink, get drunk, fall down, no problem. See ya! That's a perfect t-shirt, my friend. That's a perfect t-shirt. Not even going to be close tonight, Hicks? You picking the Saints to run away with it all? Uh, yeah, they're going to fucking wreck them. Let's just hope we get to see the who that part. I can't wait for that. Um, I mean, Jesus will, Christ, exciting. We will raise our hands to signify to people uh, that we will now be uh, yelling who that, who that, who that talking about them saints, who that. Oh, boy, we have turned into a, a crazier and crazier world. Uh, Hicks, you're going to love this story uh, coming to you about Paris Hilton. It's a little Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, this is a, uh, a guy who worked as a cameraman for Girls Going on Wild. Uh, he's written a new book, and he claims that he saw Paris Hilton on her way to uh, Europe. She was getting on a plane, and she had a bunch of uh, coke and ecstasy. And he's like, uh, well, you can't take that on the plane. You're, you're, you're going to go to Europe. you got to go through customs. She says, uh, not a problem. She fucking rolls it up, does the J, drops the J fucking thing with her hand, and fucking shoves it up to Cunny. Oh, I love it. And uh, did it in front of everybody. Now, uh, quick question for you, Hicks. Hot or hua? I find it hot. She was smuggling drugs in that little pussy of hers. Well, maybe it's not so little. Little is where you'd be making a mistake on that. Because she had a half a pound of Coke, a couple of gallons of milk, and her dad's work boots. Um, it It is a hot thing for you, then. A girl who's willing to smuggle uh, Coke in her cunt. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. She said the heiress, shouldn't she be able to get connections in a European country so that she doesn't have to run the risk of uh, putting all the drugs inside of her? Uh, then she can't do coke on the plane, though. Let's start thinking there, Baba Louie. Okay. What happens? You find yourself uh, up over the Atlantic Ocean, and you're like, oh, I need a bump. What? You're going to wait till the plane lands when you could just as easily fucking queef that thing back into your hand? Do a couple of fucking big lines back in the cunny and nobody's problem. Um, it is nothing but uh, it is nothing but joy that that woman gives to the world. She is a full service celebrity. She will give us anything but legitimate entertainment. Uh, any TV shows, movies or albums. Suck a dog's dick. Yeah, she has no skills whatsoever. Literally none. But she is basically backstage Keith Richards. She's like, if Keith Richards only got fucked up and never made great music, she'd be Keith. And that is Keith spelled like this. K 
K-E-E-F. Keef. And it's just constant pictures of her partying on boats and just getting hammered and pouring booze all over herself. She's having a good time. You know what? She's young. She's 41 years old. She's, um, you know, she's doing it any way she can. You're not going to be able to stop her. All right? You're not going to be able to stop her. Um, Frank, you're on Fez. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, want to get uh, yours and Fez's opinion on the, uh, on the Cowbells for uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's playing Auburn University tonight. I'm, uh, I work for Auburn. I'm headed up to Mississippi State. What are you, a head coach? <laughs> no, and I don't have two radio shows either. So. Mm. Uh, I have no prediction. I'm not following this game at all. I'm not a big fan of college football. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, and it annoys me. Uh, but having said that, Mississippi State an upset. Score seventy-seven to five. Five. All right. That's a safety and a field goal. Um. Anthony, Anthony in Jersey. You're on my face. Ronnie, you think when Paris got to Europe with her coach, she took the door off the hotel room to see how long a line they could snort? All right. You know what? Maybe I did that fucking once, all right? So what? Who's the fucking say? And I thought the whole thing, if you do something in Vegas, it's supposed to stay there. Now, later, uh, I couldn't get the door back on. But when I went to sleep in my bed, I used the door as a blanket. I just put the door on top of me. I'll tell you this. Uh, and no one ever brings this up, but when your heart stops, you get a really nice nod going. Blue line that fucker and just really get a deep, restful sleep. All right, we do have to uh, take a break here. Uh, when we get back, and I got this sent to me from uh, our good friend Blahard. Um, Blahard. Got this, and this is from something called OK Cupid, which I guess is some online site. A dating site. A dating site. They use the profiles of over of half a million of people uh, that are part of this. And this is, again, everything that you do online is now going to be permanent record. And it's used on how to market stuff back to people. But uh, they've come up with... The real stuff white people like. Um, they've got, they've taken this from people's, um, um, that each racial group, right, uh, will, will give out their likes and dislikes. So now racially, we can find out that what white people like that no other ethnic group does. I find that really, really uh, interesting. We'll be right back with what white people like after the jump. Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Ronnie Fez. Sirius 197, XM202. The virus. Just take it easy, man. I'm perfectly calm, dude. Yeah, waving the fucking gun around? Calmer than you are. Will you just take it easy? Calmer than you are. Is that another one of Rustin's new uh, rejoiners? Oh, no, that's, uh, that's an old one. 
be, he, he has he has some coming up though on tech. Hmm. Well, if, the, if his uh, no, I I may want him to design a new opening for the show. Let's just see how his rejoiners do so far. And in Fez, I want you to work on a couple of rejoiners too. Uh, Australian Outback Man would be great. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Lampanelli live would be the other one. Right. Top of the key, three-pointer, swish. You know what I'm saying, Fez? Mm-hmm. Where's the top of the key? All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, very surprising that the people who are part of the OK Cupid, uh, that OK Cupid would go out of their way to put out something called the real stuff white people like. Um, and I don't know if you can hold this as 100%, because remember Biggie yesterday telling us how much, um, he, how fucking crazy he is about Pink Floyd. Particularly the Wish You Were Here album. And he loves to get there, do a little high in, and enjoy his uh, Floyd music. Uh, Chris, you're on the Ron Fez show. Chris. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, I work in the food industry down here in Florida, and I swear to God, only white people like like mayonnaise on their sandwiches and burgers down here, man. No uh, no other people of color. I know Jewish people aren't fans of mayonnaise either. No, the blacks send it back. So do the Hispanics. And uh, also not a big fan of the medium rare or rare rare steaks or burgers down here. Always well done. White people like to go well done? No, the other way around. Oh, white, white people like rare. rare. Everybody else likes to go. Yeah, I think people who have well done burgers and steaks should be taken away. I would just say this. No, I'm not giving you a steak. Good, because they don't deserve it. No. You got to enjoy the fucking flavors of the meat. It's like eating goddamn ash. Easy, Pepper. Okay? Why? You're, I don't want your blood pressure just blowing Fuck up Fuck like my this. blood pressure. Okay. Right, forget I said anything. You know what? Forget it. You go and say whatever you want to uh, say. What's wrong with juicy meat? It tastes better than fucking well-done meat. I'm not saying you're wrong, Pepper. I just don't want you to hurt yourself. Too late. Sometimes Pepper will get so mad about something, he'll bite his elbow as hard as he can. And I can't stop him. Not even when I do my Australian accent. What is that impression of me, Fez? It was good day, everybody. You rat fucker. Go ahead, do it. Good day, mates. I'm Ronnie B. You know what I mean when I say rat fucker? Someone who fucks a rat. Uh-huh. This is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're your buddies. Uh, we're here on a daily basis. Uh, stuff that only white people uh, like. This is an interesting one right off the bat. Tom Clancy. So, people, uh, non-whites, not big on the Tom Clancy. Ghostbusters is only really shows up in white people's profile. Black people don't like Ghostbusters? They don't know they, what they're missing. They don't, uh, they're just not big fans. It just doesn't show up on their uh, profile. 
uh, hockey, brew, uh, as opposed to, I guess, saying beer. But really, when you look at it, I do think uh, beer is probably the number one white per- person in beverage. But then calling it brew, that's completely white people. Uh, Van Halen is only big with white people. Uh, boating. Dropkick Murphys, only big with white people. Megadeth. Uh, you won't run into a lot of Puerto Ricans that like Megadeth. Uh, Jack has one right here, and this and I actually made it. What do you got, Jack? Uh, hey, boys. Uh, uh, white people definitely like skiing, Ronnie. White people, you are 100%. <laughs> what, only white people like skiing. Now, this is interesting. Snow skiing and water skiing. Now, when you're down in Puerto Rico or you're in the islands, you won't see people of color water skiing. Now, they are surrounded by water. And you won't see a Jamaican being towed around fucking, yeah, this is great. They just don't like it. White people on the other side, crazy. Crazy about any kind of skiing. Love to be pulled. Only white people like the Coen brothers. Um, Only white people like grilling. Now, that's an interesting one because I think black people will barbecue. White people will grill. It looks exactly uh, the same. Um, Sean has another one that actually made this. Sean, what do you got? Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson also made this. Now, black people will ride those um, rice burner bikes. They enjoy the Japanese bikes. Uh, Only white people like Harleys. Only white people like the Red Sox. Only white people like the... Dave Matthews Band. This one's going to shock you. Only white people picked Carrie Underwood as somebody that they're a fan of. This one I didn't give a lot of thought to, but it does make sense. Flip-flops. White people like their flip-flops. You won't see people of color with flip-flops. Um, only white people like bonfires. Again, True. When you're down in Puerto Rico, you won't see a lot of Puerto Ricans go down to the beach at night, build a bonfire, play acoustic guitars around it. Uh, white people, very, very interesting. Now, this stuff is all a shoot, by the way. This is all real. Uh, the real stuff white people like, this is according to OK Cupid. And it's odd. You have to think of it this way. White people are different. Uh, white people are just different. Uh, here's Joe in Salt Lake. You're on Runa Fez. Runa B. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just came up with the second one while I was on hold, but uh, my first one would be living in Utah. Just white the people. Second one, second one would be uh, checking accounts. <laughs> 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Yes, I realize that that little laugh thing hasn't caught on gigantically, uh, but it's it's got a cult following. There's absolutely a cult following. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, John, John in North in uh, North Carolina. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. 
Uh, Ronnie, I guarantee you hiking is on there for white people. I don't know what it is with us. Uh, white people are crazy about hiking. Uh, they like to walk places. You won't see people of color uh, doing that. Um, Frank Zappa, only big with white people. Which hurts a little bit because I think there's a lot there for blacks. Now, if I'm being totally honest, I think only white people like black performers that have been around more than 20 years. If you're a black performer, you have to get used to the fact that at the end of your career, you're going to just be singing to white people. Black people will move on by then. Uh, boating, of course, is just for a white... This is interesting. Only white people like historical fiction. Hmm. That's very, very strange. Uh, only uh, white people uh, have put down coffee. White women in particular put down coffee. But it is true. Um, you don't see a lot of black people or Puerto Ricans at a Starbucks uh, sitting there enjoying some kind of a latte. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Howie, you're on Run Fez. Uh, being on time. You know what? I'm not going to let this fall into prejudice. I, I will not let it go that way. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Crystal meth. White people love it. White people do love crystal meth. Um, not very, very big with, um, with black people. Um, Bobby. Bobby, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, buddies. Uh, you don't see a lot of black people playing Southern rock. And oddly, though, you know, the Almond Brothers, who kind of started the Southern rock thing, did have black people in the band. Uh, but then it's kind of moved on from there. But, yeah, Southern rock and, of course, uh, country, uh, not a gigantic amount of black people involved either on stage or in front of the stage. Um, country, I guess you can always go back to Charlie Pride. But that's been a long time, brothers. That's been a long time. What uh, stuff only white people like. Now, this is taken from um, OK Cupid, where they've taken catch words, uh, catch phrases and words out of people's profile essays. Um, 280 million words in particular. And this is stuff only white people. Like, here's Jason in Detroit. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, actually, I came up with a second one. The first one is hunting, and then the second one would be Mountain Dew. I've never seen a black gentleman enjoying the Mountain Dew. Now, Mountain Dew did not make the list, but hunting did. Um, and a lot of, and I have to understand that completely, because in the thing, if, if you're a black guy, I think the one thing you wouldn't trust is other hunters. So you want to be very, very careful when hunting. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Tom, our buddy in Madison. Hey, Tom. Buddies, how's it going? Good. I was, I was going to say modern astronomy, but I'll change up if I can and say camping. Camping, I don't see down here for anybody but white people. Uh, white people like to uh, occasionally sleep outside. Inside Canvas. Um, Jim, you're on the Run and Fez show. Uh, Renaissance festivals and uh, Civil War reenactments. Um, 
Even though they're both true, I don't see them on the list here. But I have been to Renaissance festivals, and they are fairly white uh, motivated. It almost is the same as a Rush concert, which I don't see the difference uh, between the two. Um, I'm going to I'm going to throw this one out there. I think white only white people like magazines. Now, I'll see other races reading newspapers, but rarely magazines. It's usually just the white people that pick up people. Not on the list here, Fezzi. Um, so it may be true, but it's not something that they put down as things that they really enjoy. Um but it may uh, 100% be true. Uh, Jake, you're on Fez. Yes, sir. White people only like mosh pitting. Uh, not on the list, but does make uh, sense. And, of course, Megadeth ha- has been uh, mentioned in there. Um, but it is true. Um, only white women write down that they enjoy summertime. Only white people say, I like a thunderstorm. I guess people don't. You know, people of color don't make a big deal about that. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Chris, you're on run fez. Hey, Ron. Black people don't like the Three Stooges. They don't get it. Well, that's because they came in at, at Curly Joe, and even I don't get that. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Here's Travis. You're on run fez. Hey, buddies. Only white people like NASCAR. NASCAR is down on the list, oddly, said by white women. Now, you have to remember this. I think the reason is this. It's a dating service, so that's kind of bait. If a woman says, I like NASCAR, turn on, she's going to get the guys. But if a guy says, I like NASCAR, he's going to lose a certain percentage of women, probably 90. Um... Let's go to Rocky, Long Island. You're on Fez. What's up, fellas? Uh, yeah. Fezzy, as always, you're right. I always see white people reading Jet Magazine and Source Magazine. Fez is not... When Fez says magazines, he just means white magazines. He doesn't know that black people have their own magazines. Um, I haven't seen that, him read those either. Here's... Uh, and where, where do you look? Like on the subway or in waiting rooms? All right, so you think that the world comes down to subways and waiting rooms. Well, that's where I'm going to see the most people. And that would mean there's no other way to look at something, right? Other than your own personal point of view, no other way to look. Uh, Barry in Seattle. Fez would be a good cop because he'd always go like this at a murder site. Well, I didn't see it take place. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, New York, you're on my Fez. Hey, I got two. Uh, black people don't really like s'mores. They also don't really like work. So, uh, Again, I won't put up with racism. I won't put up with racism. Uh, Nate in Queens, you're on my Fez. Yeah, only white people listen to talk radio. Black people listen to music in their cars. It, there is some truth to that because there has never really been a... Um, a kind of a black talk station, you know, like you would have music that focuses on on black people, but you've never seen that predominantly uh, pushed out there. But if you really look at most talk radio numbers, they're white men. 
white men just can't seem to get enough talk. They're like, more and more talk, please. Crazy about people talking. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Sean, you're on my fez. Uh, paintball. Paintball did not show up on here, but I kind of got to agree with that. And I'll throw in laser tag uh, while we're there. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, let's go over here to Eddie in Jersey. You're on run fez. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I think white people have more tolerance to homosexuals than black people. Black people community just don't like it, especially black males. Well, the odd thing is, I think white people are more accepting of a black homosexual than they are a white homosexual. There's nothing white people like more than to have a black gay friend. And I know that because I have two, Earl and Franklin. And when I go out places with my black gay friends, it gives me a chance to be catty on the way women dress. And that's fun. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ryan in Oregon, you're on Run of Fez. I swear only white people are dirty hippies that drive around in old, broken-down school buses. Uh, can I put out Rastafarians to you, though? They invented that look. Everything that the hippies have, the Jamaican Rastafarians had first. Uh, this will make you happy, though, Hicks. Only white people like fish. Makes sense. I've never seen a black man at a show. No, I, that's fish spelled P-H-I-S-H. Not the other fish, which is beloved if it's deep fried by black people. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is an interesting thing to see that there are certain things that only... uh, Now, they also have uh, black men and black women down here. Um, Black women like uh, Maya Angelou, uh, the film Coming to America... The Bible, they like Luther Vandross. Nothing to fucking uh, wrong about that. Um, Tyler Perry, they like. Now, uh, black men like extremely uh, fat white women with really strange blonde hair. Like almost white blonde hair. Uh, don't understand why. Black men also have down here that they like WWE, which I didn't see that on the white person's side. Black men like PlayStation. They, of course, like Busta Rhymes, Tupac, the Bible. Interesting to see that the Bible was brought up by black people, not by white people. And the interesting thing, there they are just reading about white people. Um, I also am happy to see black men put down menace to society. Um, Latino men uh, put down soccer, which was the only group. Baseball, which was the only group. They also like hip-hop. Oddly, they put down comedy. And the book of Mice and Men. I would not have expected that. Latino women uh, like mascara. 
Musica, Dancing, but here's an odd one, 16 Candles. They also like Alicia Keys, Lip Gloss, The Yankees, and Italian Food. And again, Latina women put comedy. I gotta fucking, I gotta start doing a Carlos Mencia act. Um, Asian men like noodles, Vietnam. This one is strange. Freakonomics. They love the book Freakonomics, and of course, they love Malcolm Gladwell. They also love the movie L.A. Confidential, snowboarding. Uh, Asian men like. Asian women uh, like chocolates, Alicia Keys, Serendipity. I don't know whether that's the ice cream shop or the movie. Noodles. Malcolm Gladwell, again huge with with them. Badminton uh, came out of uh, nowhere. And uh, Asian women also said they enjoy sucking tiny little penises. So small that you wouldn't believe it. You couldn't believe it belonged to a man. Uh, Middle Eastern men like studying. Uh, They like their own physique. They like squash. They like the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, Middle Eastern men like Nickelback. PlayStation. And uh, putting bombs on their chest and running into malls. Um, Middle Eastern women like Nina Simone. Alicia Keys. This is a surprising one. Middle Eastern women like bagels. They love the book Eat, Pray, Love. They love grape leaves. Honey, get beyond that and get right to the grapes. They're fucking amazing. Stop eating the uh, the leaves. They also like peeking out of a little army blanket as they're walking down the street. Alicia Keys doing all right for herself across the races. Until you get the white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Middle Eastern women also enjoy archery, which surprised me. And Brooklyn. Well, who doesn't like that? Uh, this is Indian people. Indian men like cricket. Um, Gandhi. The Kite Runner. Slumdog Millionaire. Not too shocky there. Soft Rock. They are the only people. Indian men are the only people who said, um, uh, I like uh, this. By the way, Gaz writes, if black people like the Bible, then it's just not white people who like historical fiction. Always joking, our Gaz, huh, Fez? Mm-hmm. I like to call him Fez with fingers. Well, he's close. We both, uh, both our names end with Z. It's close. Uh, Indian women like uh, Bollywood. They both, by the way, like Shantaram. Uh, no, no complaints out of me there. They like weddings. They like Bridget Jones. This one surprised me. Indian women like to read The New Yorker. Uh, Harry Met Sally does very well. Indian women like tapas. 
Um, they like dark chocolate and great conversations. Now, this is Pacific Islanders, which I guess you're basically uh, looking at people from Fiji. The men uh, like 500 Days of Summer, HBO, and the ukulele. They like San Diego. You're not surprising me there. Surfing and beer pong. Uh, females, uh, this is the Pack Islanders. They like Michael Buble, Trader Joe's, and the Food Network. They also like Audrey Hepburn and really, really strong pot. Incredibly strong pot. Uh, so this is, uh, I, I dig this on, on two fucking levels. Number one, you have to wonder, um, what is the differences and similarities between people? And this is races that people gave themselves. When people put themselves down as I'm an Indian woman or I'm a white male. The other part of it is everything that you do on the internet will be dissected and used so that they can sell back to you. So I mean, that's going to make any money. That's why Facebook's worth like whatever, $35 because they have like access to 500 million people or whatever that they can dissect, like you just said, and figure out what they, how they can sell shit to them. Right, because they will say, people will say, I like these kind of sneakers. And, you know, people can get freaked out by that. But if enough people say, I like this, they will start making products for you. Like, if a million people wrote a book that said, I, uh, if a million people said, I would read a book about gay vampires, within six months, there would be 20 books out about gay vampires. Because people don't get, these large companies only want to please you. They just want to make you buy stuff. And also, there's no more broad, there's like a broad market's hard to hit anymore. So now they have to concentrate on niche markets and release super specific items that they know people are going to buy. All right. Um, this got written. A gay vampires, redundant, and Gaz said, uh, rude and rude. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, there's a lot of people writing Foster's fucking commercials with me. Oh, he's mad that he, that he got called Fezzy with fingers. Oh, that's the llama writing stuff. The llama. Maybe he's Fez with fingers. Uh, Paul in Texas, you're on Fez. Paul. We lost you. Um, let's go to Tyler, Sacramento. You're on Fez. Ronnie, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Fez, you sound great. Uh, alcohol. White people drink normal beer. Black people only drink Heineken and Coronas and Hennessy and other types of cognac. Uh, so you're saying black people way more discriminating in their alcohol drinking. I would say, well, I mean, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad type of discriminating, but that... They, but but you are discriminating. You're saying this is the only things that I like. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. And um, they, they never, ever seem to waver from that. You'll never see a black guy drinking like a past blue ribbon. Uh, Vernon, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, long walks on the beaches. And uh, I see that on every profile that women got. And we don't have no damn beaches in Indiana. Yeah, that has become like the hack thing to say on any kind of date thing, is that I like long walks on the beach. 
I like black tie dinners. I like just hanging around in jeans. No one else, sup- no one will say a short walk on the beach where I just like to get a little sand between my toes, touch the water, and then head back to the car. Well, what you're trying to say is I'm not I'm not a person who's in the hurry. I'm in a person who likes being in the moment. You know, I like a nice, long, comfortable walk. Because I'm easy. I'm easy like a Sunday morning. Uh, but, yeah, it is true that you have to look at, at um, profile sites like they're uh, lying. Uh, Mark, you're on Fez. Ronnie, white people love surfing, but not many other people do. Uh, well, you do have the, the Pacific uh, people who invented surfing and still like it and still do it very well. Uh, you won't run into... Uh, a lot of um, black people surfing, a lot of Hispanic people surfing, which is weird because great surf in uh, different parts of Puerto Rico. And you go down there and you see a lot of blonde-haired kids. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've got a place on the beach at 60 bucks uh, for a month. So keep it quiet. And then the Puerto Ricans are like, these assholes are giving me $60. I'm renting them that shack down there, and I got a cool 60 to show for it. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, ben in Atlanta, you're on Run-A-FEZ. Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, white. I think a white people thing is hoarding. You don't hear about many other people of color hoarding stuff or see it very often. I, think it's a- I don't know. I have a feeling that Chinese women might hoard quite a bit, but I'm just uh, guessing that. Um... Let's go over here to Doug. Doug, you're on Runa Fez. Hey. Turn your radio down. Uh, turn it down. Go ahead. I'm going to say black people or white people do uh, more acid, mushrooms, hallucinogenics. Well, Trippin'. yeah, if you go to American Indians, they will do peyote with you. Uh, and some shrooms, but more peyote than anything else. And if you're ever tripping um, in the desert, with Indians, it can get weird fucking quick. And then you'll say to yourself, I should have brought more water because these fuckers don't need it, and I do. It's weird, this shit, that you'll start and think about when you're tripping. You'll suddenly feel like you're not getting enough of something. Uh, But no, I've never ran into a lot of black guys that enjoy acid, although Jimi Hendrix did. He was a rarity. Yeah, he was a rarity. There's no doubt about that. But he loved the shit out of it. And probably, like, wrote the first songs about acid. I think black people's drug of choice is just straight up weed. They just fucking love it. They love weed, but not a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like, this is the weird thing about black people. You won't find a thinner joint in your life. Like, I've had black people hand me a joint, and I didn't even know it was a joint. I'm like, what do you have, like, a, a fucking little straw here what what is this oh that's a joint oh you oh i'm like this is so cute they want us to hit off this toothpick and you're like yeah they roll small joint then you're with a jamaican and he fucking rolls a joint like a hoagie oh yeah giant ass spliff what's up but never rolled well never it's like always just like he's licked it and it's soggy and it's loose it's all right it's no it's a fucking penny ass you're like look if you'd have taken your fucking time we're going to roll 12 really nice joints with this. But you, you're fucking stuffing it all in here like this. You're living like a fucking animal. 
Biggest we possibly get it. That's all we care about. And I, I, I'll say this. Um, d- just stop with the big joints and start and condition your hair. And I think everything in your life will turn over for you. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Yeah, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I yeah. got a good one, and I know because Rustin told me so. I'm going to yeah. go with Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Only white people like Jimmy Buffett. Um, and then that's only a certain type of white person. Um, oh. This is Hicks' favorite song by Jimmy Buffett. But no, you won't go to a Jimmy Buffett show and run in there. Black people go, this is fucking great, isn't it? Loving the Buffett. Run screaming in the direction. Jesus. I mean, even Earl, who will open himself to all kinds of white people. Um, uh, Franklin actually wrote this. Does anyone but white people swim with sharks or jump out of working planes? Um, there is a truth to that. That if you go to, like, again, you'll go down to the islands, you won't go scuba diving with any black people, any Puerto Rican people. They're just like, no, fuck that. They don't show up during Shark Week either. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Um, let's go over here and go to Heather. Heather, you're on Fez. Turn your radio down. I don't know what's gotten into the kids now. What do you got for me, Heth? I don't show up during Shark Week either. Oh God, it was that Shark Week bit, huh? You sound better coming back? No, not as good as I thought it was in it, my head. It's a, no, you know what you do? You do the short walks on the beach. It's just a, you're just in and out. Two second tag. Like you ever watch uh, WWE where you have those guys, they tag in, throw a shot, tag back out again? Mm-hmm. RNF. Moving cinder blocks, right, bro? Right. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Jay. Jay, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, it's really only white people that like America. Well, I don't know. I mean, the white people that say they like America also don't like to pay taxes or, you know, support the country. They like America to leave them alone, and they think that makes them good Americans. It's a very strange thing. There's a complexity. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jason. You're on running Fez. Hey, what's the voice? Uh I can't roll a joint, so I have to use a pipe like Dave. And black men don't like to eat pussy. Jason, you're a fucking embarrassment. I know, man. If you can't roll a joint, stop smoking marijuana. It's that fucking simple. It's like asking someone to tie your shoes for you. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Joe. Jersey, hey, you're on my face. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, white people love ironic tattoos. You'll never see a black guy with a funny mustache tattooed on the inside of his index finger and holding it up to his face. Yeah, I, uh, that's a really good one. Um, I will give it to black guys for this. They were the only ones that will actually solder in their arm 
You know, they'll try to get one of those fucking that they'll just burn themselves. Um, on the opposite side, I don't think with tattoos, I don't think white people like the ones of their children's faces. I think dead children. Oh, okay. When you see that face, uh-huh. that's a dead relative. I didn't know it was a dead. I thought it was like just their, their live children that they wanted to keep their baby's faces on them. No, I, I've actually seen uh, people at funerals with fresh tattoos of the person that they're burying, which I think is just uh, perfect. Um, the tattoo thing has gotten so out of fucking control. It's just so ridiculous now. Uh, Lee, Indiana, you're in Fez. Hi, Ron. You sound like a million bucks and 23 cents. Thank you, my friend. Did your uh, report say anything about why uh, um, reports from space aliens abducting only white people? You never hear another race? Well, the Chinese are seeing more UFOs, and that's going. Uh, that's kind of going around. But yeah, you. Uh, I've never watched a TV show where a black guy got picked up. But that mage is by the same thing. I've never seen a white urban guy get picked up. I've never seen someone say, "I live in Chicago, and a UFO took me away and probed my asshole." It's always a hayseed. And I hope the aliens don't just think of us as that. I think they might. That would be a problem. Um, Shay, you're on Ronnie Fez. Uh, what's going on, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, also, first off, I'd like to say compliment you on your fabulous cupcake. Me and my wife went and ate one in Chicago, and it was great. And the second off is triathlons. You never see any other race hardly doing triathlons. Well, because swimming is part of it. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but, you know. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the Ronnie B. Cupcake. No, it was great, man. I appreciate it. Peace. appreciate the, the advice on it. I'm glad to hear it. Now, the Molly is, of course, uh, coming in New York. But this uh, flipping this place is slow. So low. Uh, but the area that Molly's is going to is so hip right now. Right down a bleaker. That's nice. You're telling me, Hicks. Well, I'm just saying, Bleakers, it's, good, it's a good spot. But seriously, I mean, we went and figured out our market research without waiting for you to throw in your two cents. Maybe she should have consulted me then. I did, but you were fucking passed out on downs. Could have waited, I guess, for me to come to. I didn't have three days. I wish I had fucking three. I can't sit through a coma with you. Uh, Toby, you're in my face. Yeah, I think that uh, gay people like Australian accents. Um, I'm not going to comment on that. And I'm not going to take this thing personal today either, Fez. A couple things that have happened between you and I seem like they're personal. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let this Australian put down, get to me. I'm going to take it as A-OK. -okay. All right, I appreciate that. Like I did with the hospital. Mm -hmm. Water off a duck's back, right? Yeah, I guess so. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you said. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we get back, there's some Britney Spears news. Um, and this young lady, for what, 11 years now, has done nothing but keep us entertained with her crazy fucked up 
inbred Southern life. And it's a good one. Right back. You'll need to hear this after the jump. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus on Sirius XM. He became an alcoholic and mixed gin and Percocet on his way to work. He crashed a company van into a tree and lost his foot. God. Where does the pop for that? He smoked a lot of pot. That's a leg? Made footless. By pot. Hey, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Wow, that's a new song about Rustin by Suspect Phil. I didn't realize that uh, the kid was getting so large. He's blowing up in front of our eyes in what, four days? He is. Some shit like that? He's, he's kind of my I didn't do it kid, where he's just uh, it's catching on and getting bigger and bigger. Fez, you were telling me you love that Suspect Phil song? Yeah, I thought it was good. What'd you like about it? I thought, well, I like the fact that someone went to the trouble of making a Rustin song. Well, that's someone, first... Suspect Phil, who we've known now for, what, seven years? Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny that all of a sudden a Rustin song would show up. From the Suspect Phil? Uh-huh. Who says, been sending the songs for seven years? Yeah, but it, it just seemed really quick on a, uh, to get one in about Rustin. Mm-hmm. Well, you did that Mafia Life thing off the top of your head, and that fucking... Let's face it, dude. That has legs. That fucking song is popping. I think. Uh, I was happy to see this. People are furious right now with Joe Montana. Uh, Joe Montana was uh, on the Dan Patrick show. And if you're not familiar with Dan Patrick show, this is on ESPN. Dan Patrick is the female racer who is now going from IndyCars to NASCAR. Um, and Joe Montana said, uh, uh, talk about the movie, Rudy, and said it's a movie. Um, remember, not all of that's true. The crowd wasn't chanting, Rudy, 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 and nobody threw in their jerseys to quit. He did say that the real Rudy did play in a home game did get a sack, but he said when the players carried Rudy off the field, they were kind of playing around. I wouldn't say it was a joke, but they were playing around. Uh, Joe said he worked his butt off to get where he was, but not any harder than anyone else. <laughs> so now all the Rudy lovers have their fucking feelings hurt. I'm terribly because, disappointed. I thought that was a real story. Well, we've talked about this now, I think, ten times on the show. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't a real story. Right, but yeah, what about it when I first saw it? Right, but you're saying every time you keep hearing that it's not real, it still hurts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I felt em emotionally invested in that movie. I cried in the theater. Well, it doesn't mean that the, the movie didn't touch you. All it means was it didn't happen the way they put it in the movie. Um, but I don't know how that takes away the movie for you. If you happen to be the type of person who cries uh, when a really short kid uh, gets a sack, um, then enjoy that. That doesn't take it away from you. But Joe, people are mad at Joe for just telling the truth. And we've heard this from Notre Dame people now 
since 1993. Hey, it didn't happen that way. And we went so far that when he went back, he got booed at the school because the people who went to the school know that it didn't happen that way. Um, but that doesn't take away with the fact that you might enjoy a movie. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Joss in Jersey. Yeah, Ronnie, is that a new record for a song made about an intern? I'm trying to think how long it took to get the first Pepper Hicks song in. Uh, Pepper Hicks was a different kind of intern. Pepper Hicks was a behind-the-scenes guy. And what Pepper did that other interns don't do uh, is work. Where other interns are like, I'd like to get a little Mac time for myself. I'm from Austin. Uh, but Pepper learn how to uh, run the board, uh, edit best of shows, and then before you know it, we're like, uh, we kind of need Pepper Hicks. Um, and he made it. He made an easy slide over. Plus bootlegs. Yeah, that is the other thing that you used to give me bootleg movies all the time that I would watch at home. You stole it for me. I don't mind doing it. I consider you the Rudy of radio, where no one thought you had a chance. You had to go to a community college for a while, and then before you know it, you get a sack in the big game, and we all put our T-shirts down and go, I want Rudy to take my spot. I want to take Rudy to take my spot. And even what uh, coach did they do that about? Uh, Dan Devine. So Dan Devine, in the movie, says, no, Rudy, you can't play. And the day after that movie came out, Dan Devine said, this is bullshit. It was my idea to put that idiot in the fucking game, and he has it, makes it look like I'm the cock blocker. But this is what makes me laugh at people, because this is over on the TMZ site. And if you go and read the comments, people are mad at Joe Montana for giving the truth, and they're writing, you're jealous, Joe. You're fucking jealous. Why would a guy with four Super Bowl rings be jealous of Rudy? Uh, Joe Montana, for me, smoothest quarterback of my life. Smoothest. I know what you're saying. There's a guy up in fucking uh, New England right now who's pretty goddamn smooth. Yeah, he is. Except for he didn't get that fourth ring. Montana's got six. Fuck that. He's got two. I thought he had... Uh, I mean, he's got four. Oh, he has four? Yeah, nobody's got six. Montana and uh, Bradshaw are the only quarterbacks with four. Um, and we would have had another one with four, but Giants with their miraculous catch. And then Rudy. I believe, if you believe the end of that fucking movie, he brought back uh, POWs from Vietnam. Can we win this time? Will we be allowed to win this time? Why don't you refight the fucking war, you draft dodger, Sylvester Stallone? You weren't so interested in Vietnam during the fucking Vietnam War. That's when you went around telling people you had bad sinuses. And then after the war, you're like, let's do it right. Rambo style. Well, okay. I guess you have. I just wish you felt like this in 1968. Is this the Rudy song? Yeah. My favorite part of Rudy is when the black guy, the black uh, janitor, left him that key for that little bedroom. And when Rudy went in there 
the black janitor was fucking just standing there with no clothes on, and Rudy just starts to like lick on his fucking cockhead and going like this. This is my first black dick, and I love it. And that's what I yell, go for it, Rudy. Go for it. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Greg, you're on a fez. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, yeah. When I was in eighth grade, we had Rudy come and give a motivational speech. And uh, he was, like, short and fat. He looked like Danny DeVito, but he talked with a list. So he was even goofier looking than that uh, Sean Aston kid. So we were just so rude to him. He left within, like, five, ten minutes. This is what's so fucking funny about Rudy. He gets one tackle in yeah. his senior year and has gone known now for, you know, 20 fucking years as a motivational speech person. Like, you can live your fucking dream. What about these starting fucking linemen that year? Why aren't they giving their fucking speeches? What a fucking idiot this guy is. Go ahead, believe in yourself. And maybe after four years, you'll get a late, meaningless sack at the end of a game. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tony, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, did you grow up an Eagles fan? I did. Now, was that guy that uh, played Mark, Mark Wahlberg played? Didn't I heard Vince that, Papali? Uh, try. Yeah, Vince Papali. He didn't have a. Re- it wasn't like an all-out tryout like that. That was like a personal tryout. Um, not only that, but there wasn't this fucking um, thing that took place where he scored a touchdown, and you know they made it completely different because if you show real life you don't have a movie you don't have a movie you have to make it a little more exciting for people um 866 run zero fez 866 run zero fez uh jim you're on the run of fez show Ronnie, that story you just told about the little boy with the key you sure that was rudy and not a certain radio host when you got his key to the prize locker? Uh, that's nobody's business. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about making a story about you, Fez, uh-huh. and your fight and your belief in yourself. Your thing of wanting to be a radio co-host. I'm going to call it Radio 2, and I'm going to try to get that same retarded black kid to play you. Well, that was Cuba Gooding in the movie. Yeah. We'll probably find out that that wasn't a true story, that that guy wasn't really mentally challenged. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Hanging out with you uh, today. Um, here is uh, Rana in California. You're on Ron Hi, Ron. How are you doing? Um, I just wanted to say my favorite part of Rudy was when Rudy helped Frodo take the Ring of Power to Mount Doom. That was my favorite part, and especially since it was real. Um, that was nice. That Rudy, my favorite part of the movie is they were carrying him off the field, and he was yelling out, and this almost makes me cry when I think about it, but he was yelling, my mom is Patty Duke. And his dad was Gomez on the Adams Family. Oh, fuck. I'm tearing up like a fucking bitch. Seriously. I feel like fucking Tim Gunn during the last episode. It's just... That movie just meant so much to me. Um, 
The other part of Rudy that I love that he opened up his own falls down south. Uh, Rudy Falls gets to come to Rudy Falls. He's got people visiting for all over, from all over. That's Ruby. Um, uh, Joe, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ron, I just want to ask Fez if he was uh, one of the people that went to Fargo looking for the money, thinking it was a true story. Well, didn't they say based on a true story? Yes, it was a lie. They just wrote that up there as a joke. Yeah, say I didn't think it was a joke with Rudy. Well, no one thought it was a joke with Fargo. Yeah, they should have... Uh... Rudy, they should have at least put basely, uh, loose basely, basely loose... I can't say that word. Loosely based on a true story. Oh, radio. You keep working at it. You keep working at it. Because I think you're going to make it. Give me a pound. Give me an elbow pound. That's too far away, isn't it? Um, here's our good friend Arch. My favorite part is when the father walks in and says, this is the most beautiful thing these eyes have ever seen. Well, this is what I love about it. The father, you know, is from Chicago. But suddenly it turns all Irish. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And you're like, uh, dude, you're like an hour and 15 minutes away. It's not that big a deal for you in these other 50 years of your life to make the trip over and see Notre Dame. <laughs> I never thought I belonged here before. And then my own boy came in. Rudy. Um, thanks. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. A-hole, San Fran, you're in Fez. Uh, Mr. B, my favorite part of route is after the big game when they find that pirate ship full of uh, one-eyed jacks gold. This is our time down here. It's their time up there, but it's our time down here. Um, Bill, Vegas, you're in Fez. Hey, um, Ronnie, how you doing? Yeah. Um, Rudy was opening up Taco Bell's and doing radio promos on Saturday. You'd go out there and meet him, and he'd give you, like, a CD and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I went up uh, to a thing one time, and it was Meet the Real Rudy, and for an extra five bucks, you could smell his balls. And I'm like, I'm not giving you five dollars. Your balls are right there. They were just out? Yeah, they were already out. Shit, no one's going to pay for that, then. No, not when you can act like you're tying your, your fucking shoe and just get a little sniff. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I also went to a thing with Rudy. He had on a wig. It was selling himself as Rudy Garland. And he was saying, somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, my God, Fezzy the Tears. I'm yeah. going for gags. What was that uh, bit that you tried to say before? You couldn't? Oh, that it should, they should have said loosely based on a uh, true but story. I, but I like when you said basically loose. That was better. And then got stuck in a circle there. Drop me to bow. One point five or where you today? Three point five. In and out. Short walks on the beach. Popping it. Yeah. Double L. I'm sorry. What? The double L. Mm, yeah. Short answers. Rocking it back. 
What's your name? Fez Watley. What's the game? I don't know. Football? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Doug, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, I got my own kind of a, a Rudy-type story. Back in the early 90s, I was playing college football in, in northwest Ohio at a small Division three college. And we go to play a team in Illinois, and uh, we do our Friday walkthrough at Notre Dame. And we're all out there on the practice fields and feeling full of ourselves. And we go back in, and, and as we're walking back in, Lou Holtz brings the team out, and we're, we have to walk by the whole Notre Dame football team as they're getting ready to bust up to Michigan. We felt like like small shit. Mm. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jack, Boston, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yes. I think my favorite part of Rudy was where the uh, father was tied to a tree in the woods. Mm-hmm. The hillbilly was ass-raping him, and then uh, Burt Reynolds shoots him with the ball and arrow. The weird, I love that part. You know, this has been brought up before, but... You've uh, you got Ned Beatty there, and I, I'm trying to think a, a certain comic. But I think Gilbert Godfrey uh, brought this up, but Ned Beatty got ass raped in uh, Deliverance, uh, and the other two people that didn't get ass raped that were with him was John Voight and Burt Reynolds. Now you'd have to think if you were going to ass rape a prisoner, Ned Beatty would be third in that troop. I believe that was Gilbert's. If not, I apologize to the comedian that brought it up probably decades ago. But it always stuck with me because I'm like, I never thought of that logic. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Sean, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I always thought it was tragic when Rudy shot Lee Oswald in the hallway down there. That's bad. But here's the interesting thing. How did he get that close with a gun? Are you fucking kidding me? Now, the other part of it, Lee Harvey Oswald had lunch with Rudy two weeks prior in a club that Rudy was wearing, was running. How did that happen? Both of them were also in Cuba at the same time before. And yet nobody wants to, the Warren Commission doesn't tie these things in together? Bullshit. Barry, you're on the Run of Show. Hey, Ronnie, the way that Rudy movie should have started is Rudy running in for a touchdown, pulling a pistol out of his waistband, kneeling down and blowing his fucking head off in the end zone. That well, would be perfect. That was Rudy, too, the last Boy Scout. But uh, all these films are great. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Tom in New York, you're on Run of my favorite part in Rudy was when he went to the Brooklyn Museum of Art and tried to shut down that Piss Christ exhibit. Well, the important thing is Rudy did end up becoming the world's mayor. Um, not only did he make a tackle, but he was there for us on 9-11. I think my favorite part in the movie is when Cameron called in to skip school and told Rudy he was an asshole. That was Watley dropping jokes, huh? Oh, yeah. Now where's the bulk? Now where's the bow? Right here. And again, out again, Finnegan? Who's Finnegan? I guess that's me. And when are you going in again? As soon as I can. Hmm? 
I'll be right back in. Loving the Rudy jokes. Um, John, Louisville. Oh, I'm just so happy you're talking about this. I can't believe you missed the best line. Take the cannoli, leave the gun, Rudy. You remember that, don't you? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Tom, Connecticut, you're on a Fez. Right. Yeah. My favorite part of Rudy was when he thought out that Jewish caveman, him and Pauly Shore, mm. and then he, taught him how to play football for a Catholic school, and then Matt Damon hated him. You caveman. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jack, you're on a Fez. Yeah, my favorite part of Rudy is like when they're uh, sitting around the table for breakfast and Bill Cosby's cooking them breakfast, and then, you know, the mom comes in and gets real mad, you know. You can't have cake for breakfast. Well, that Rudy was adorable and has grown up to be just a beautiful young lady. Um, so it ruins it for you if it wasn't exactly the way the movie was, huh? Yeah, in that particular case, it absolutely does. Because I believe, you know. But not, not when you see the movie Pearl Harbor? Well, Pearl Harbor, I mean. That- not as big a deal as Rudy? No, it's a, it's a big a deal historically. But, I mean, if they were changing major things, like, you know, it was a different country that attacked Hawaii, that would be one well, the, thing. I think this is were a major ma- change. There were major changes to the Pearl Harbor movie. So I didn't see it. Well, that's why you and I are able to talk about so many different topics. You have the same, that's why we have the same dynamic as I had with Earl or Dave, is because we both have so many outside interests. Like Batman. Mm-hmm. And we both used to watch wrestling. Right. And the subway trip in. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. Well, that doesn't mean I can't talk about it. Right. I think with Rudy, I think it was a more... Uh... Phil, in Dallas, you're on Run of Fez. How's it going? I just want to let you know my favorite part of Rudy. Mm-hmm. It's when he's touching Jenny's titty and then he comes in his pants. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, John, Mobile, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, uh, my favorite part was when the house fell on the witch and Judy Garland got those Rudy red slippers. Well, they were perfect. And here's the thing about Rudy. There was no place like home. Uh, and yet, it was there the whole time. All he had to do is click his heels together. Guess he wasn't in Kansas anymore. He was in the, Indiana. South Bend, to be specific. All right, here's the big story going on right now. With America's uh, sweetheart, uh, the one and only Britney Spears. Um, a former bodyguard, and his name is Fernando Flores, well, is following a lawsuit today accusing her of sexually harassing him. Uh, now, I did not know that a woman could sexually harass a man. I thought that a man would be just like... All right, this is fucking boss. This rocks. Uh, I know that a man can sexually harass uh, 
a, a woman, and obviously a man can sexually harass another man. But a woman saying, I want to fuck you, normally considered a good thing. Well, he's following a lawsuit, says uh, she sexually harassed him. He also said that she hit her kids. He's seen her hit her kids. She had sex in front of her kids and forced her kids to eat till they vomited. Now, K-Fed, darling boy that he is, said he doesn't believe this even slightly. He has custody of the kids, and um, he just lets Brittany take care of the kids when he wants to get real fucked up. Um, when he likes, he's got to get his K-Fed on. He'll fucking deal with that. Uh, Hicks, I know you're uh, a Britney fan because you're always going like this. I don't even know what that means from the ropes I did it again or whatever. Yeah, I love her. Um, who do you believe, the bodyguard or her? I believe Britney. I, she didn't fuck these kids up. I mean, she's probably a little bit crazy. But she punched she... the kids in the face, fucked in front of them, and then made them eat until they vomited. Yeah, the until the vomit thing, that just sounds like a crazy lie. Who, who would do that to their fucking child? But you could see fucking in front of them and hitting them. I could see the fucking if they were when they were really young. How old is, like, all right, now they're too, too uh, old to have sex in front of? A uh, year. Okay, so you can have sex in front of a crib. It doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that okay. kid doesn't know what the hell's going on. Right. I mean, seriously, if, you, and if you're if you're an older kid, if you're like seven years old, you can walk in your kids fuck, and your parents fucking and whatever. Well, it's one thing to walk in on them, but another thing, they're watching TV and you start to bang in front of them. That's what she's been accused of. I think I think the, the banging thing might have happened, but I don't think that's going to fuck the kid. He also said this, and I don't know whether this will hold up in court. She can whistle with her asshole. Which I doubt very, very much. I'm not falling for that. Good pet. It could happen. Like wind blowing through. So uh, this guy is going to have to walk in there and prove himself. Now, I think this is what goes down. He got fired. He wanted a little extra cash. They're like, no fucking way. And he's saying... If you don't give me the money, I'm going to fucking hit you with all this embarrassing shit, and they'll talk about you on the Ron and Fed show. And now this proves that it works. Whether this is true or not, and I'm going to probably go along with you. I don't believe this fucking guy. Um, even though I've seen her act bad shit on TV, there's no reason to believe this other guy. Yet once it gets into your noggin, once you th start thinking about her doing this stuff... Um, that sticks for a while. Well, you can picture her doing it. When you see her running around with a shaved head, trying to break out a window with an umbrella, you can but, picture her doing other weird stuff. But how many years ago? Probably about, I would say, three or four. Yeah, so uh, let it drop. She had a head shaved three or four years ago. Um, so what? That means she hit her fucking kids or made them eat until they vomited? I don't know. Now, people seen you do a lot of nutty stuff? Oh, sure, absolutely. So that if you got uh, accused of sexual harassment, people would be like, well, I've heard him cry, cry on the air. Obviously, he's sexually harassed Rustin. Yeah, I would, people would assume the worst about somebody that they've already seen in a bad spot. 
That's exactly what would happen. Well, I think people assume the worst, even when they've seen people do good things. People just love to assume the worst out of uh, about uh, celebrities. Doesn't mean shit, though. You still got to be able to prove it. And since she doesn't have custody of her kids anyway, I don't know why she would even care about this. And K-Fed don't want him 24-7. He's got to get his drink on. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a drinker. Oh, yeah. He likes to go to the club. Um, the, here's the, the thing that I feel about. That, uh, I feel bad about. That kid from LFO died after he had a song that was so awful that we would sing it in a parody sense for an entire summer. And that was a kid, Fuzzy. He, he's like our first boy band death, I believe. Yeah, he was 35. Wow. Well, I guess it's te- over 10 years ago. So, yeah, oh, yeah. that makes uh, perfect sense. But the, the, su- the Summer Girls, I think is the name of it, or Girls of Summer or something, and maybe the worst song that ever got done in terms of just dropping constant things out, you know, pop culture references. Oh, yeah, this is the Amber Crombie and Fitz song, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst song ever. When we met that summer, new kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Amber Crombie and Fitz. Maybe the worst song ever? It's up there. It's, but it's, it's so bad that it's fantastic. What? When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. True. Because I can't speak, baby. Something in your eyes wouldn't drove me crazy. Now I can't forget you and it makes me mad. Left one day and never came back. Stayed all summer, then went back home. Macaulay Culkin wasn't home alone. True. Felt deep in love, but now we ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. Word. When I met you, I said my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one wish. She's been gone since that summer. Since yeah. that summer. Cherry pants, cold crush, rock stud boogie. Used to hate school, so I had to play hooky. Oh my god. Been hip to the B-boy style. Known to act wild and make a girl smile. Love new addition in a candy girl. Remind me of you because you rock my world. You come from Georgia where the peaches grow. They drink lemonade and speak real slow. You love hip hop and rock and roll. Dad took off when you were four years old. I actually feel bad about this guy dying. Because the song is so hideous. That maybe you could have made another one. I think you ran out of references. Well, it's like the... We ought to go over there today to see if they're uh, flying the flag is at half-mast. Well, we got a uh, strange spy report coming in. Spy report. Spy report. It's uh, Jermaine Lassier on the phone. With a G-Baby spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Um, what do you got there, G-Baby? All right, yeah, I don't know if the screener got it. I was getting a little overexcited with that Summer Girls song. But, um, yeah, according to Cinematical.com, the Alamo Draft House will be opening theaters in New York and Los Angeles in the next year or year and a half. 
<sighs> I don't know, dude. Do you like when they start and do that? Oh, yeah. If you've never been to a movie at the Draft House, you don't understand. It's such an awesome experience. They show such great movies, such great, like, different experiences with movies. Ru ask Rustin. He'll tell you all about it. No, I get that, and I think it's cool that Austin has that. Just, I don't know if you want to try to recreate that everywhere. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the guy's trying to, you know, make a brand for himself. They're actually also, the, you know, secondary uh, spy report here. They're actually starting to release the, distribute their own movies. There's a movie playing a lot of film festivals called Four Lions. It's about a bunch of terrorists that, like, uh, it's like a comedy with terrorism. It's kind of okay. Uh, they're actually going to distribute that. So they're trying to make a big brand for themselves. And I figure if they can make money with this great product they got going, why not? But here's the thing. You, you take a kid like Rustin. He's so proud of his town, Austin. And one of the things he brags about is this, right? Well, is he going to be bragging if everybody has one? No, you're right. I'm just kind of being selfish and being like, awesome, now I can get to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and eat pizza at the same time. Just pretty awesome. Yeah, there's draft houses all over the place, and 99% and of them, no, 99.9% .9 of them have blown. That you'll go there once, and you're like, well, their food sucks, and the movie's old, and I don't want to do it. This place just seems to have done a very good job of it, but are they going to be able to do as good a job if they keep rolling this out? I was just wondering. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah, I actually talked about this with uh, Mike, with them come bringing their mollies into New York, and he's like, no, New York mollies is going to be a completely different experience. It's going to be really cool. I'm like, okay, I'll see it. I'll see it and believe yeah, I guess, it. I guess the further you get away from the source, the thinner it gets. You know, it would be like if... Uh... You know, if I started on a Fed show with Chris Stanley and then... That would even be better, though. That would actually yeah. be a better show. <laughs> Although, who's coming back? Fez. Fez Wally. You know why, right, Fez? Why is that? Well, I thought you knew why. Oh, yeah, I know why. Hmm. Uh, but here's the thing, Jababy. Uh, if it works, it would be great. But I don't just naturally think that it's going to... Uh, to work. But let me put Rustin on over there and see if he feels like that's a, a good thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. The guys who run the draft house <clears throat> are just really good at running the draft house, so I think they can do it in New York, too. But they're not going to be in New York and Austin at the same time. No, like, the either that or the Austin place will start and fall back. But let's suppose you came here and you said, oh, man, we got this draft house, and I went, yeah, I know, we got the same thing. It, it, you wouldn't be bragging about it anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, the guy who runs him, Tim, he just took control of the whole brand. Uh -huh. And so he's going to have total creative control. And I honestly don't think that they're the type of people who would open something if it wasn't going to be, you know, draft house worthy. Draft house worthy. Oh, all right. Or, or Austin, Texas worthy, which is just as important. Um, and I think in New York and Los Angeles, you could probably find people who are as passionate about films. They could come up with great creative screenings and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the same guys who are behind it. So, I mean, the, the creativity and the same energy that they put into uh, Austin. Was well, they, do they have a New York location yet? No, he literally, because they are, are releasing this movie, he did an interview like probably an hour ago, and they put it up online. So this is... No, this is brand new news, so there's no location or anything yet. Well, I, tw I twittered it at Alamo asking him, Tim, the guy who runs it, if there was going to be any employment opportunities there, and he said that they were still working on finding a location. So uh, so you're you're already looking to stay in New York? <laughs> that was only as if this didn't work out, and it did. So, um, 
Well, this isn't working out, just so you know. You, you've got too much focus on the Alamo Draft House for us to feel completely comfortable with you. Um, all right, hold on. Here is uh, Lance in San Antonio. Lance, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, yeah, I was just going to let you already been a chain all over Texas. There's there's at least 20 of them in Texas already, so it's not like it's a one theater place. Oh, uh, this is the, the the Alamo Draft House in Austin is already all over cuz I when I read about it, I only read about the Austin Draft House. I never read about yeah, any others. Yeah, we we have two in San Antonio, a third. There there's a, three or four in Dallas area and yeah, those, Houston has them. And they run the same way? Uh, not, not really. They're regular theaters, mostly. Yeah, they weren't. They're, just recently, the guy who owns the Austin Draft House got control of all of them. What happened is they sold the franchise, and so some shitty draft houses popped up all over Texas, and then he just regained control of the whole thing. I'm See, but that's right. what I worry about already. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, he'd already lost control of it before. Uh, all right. We'll have to take a look. I, I wish him all the best, because anything I've ever read about this stuff is, has been cool. Um. All right, uh, G baby. Anything else, pal? Uh, no. Just uh, if anybody, uh, I got some well, really cool uh, stuff going on professionally, and uh, I'll probably be announcing on my Twitter, Jermaine Lucier. People could check that out, and I will uh, call and let you guys know where you can start reading my writing. I'm moving up to a bigger and better site, Ronnie. Hmm. Am I to believe that you've gotten hired by Rolling Stone magazine? No, I said site, not magazine. But in the movie blogging world, this is uh, it's a biggie. So uh, I will be announcing that one's official pretty soon. Hmm, can you give me a hand on it? Um, it uh, is it pink as the new blog? Is that going to be you? No, I'll just say uh, Slash. Well, all right. All right. Guns N' Roses site. Love it. Talk to Do you it. soon, G-Baby. Peace. There's Jermaine Lassier. Um he actually is a uh, is a fine fine writer about film and very passionate about film. He loves it. I like passionate people. Shit, he moved out to Los Angeles, following it, making it happen, making the dream happen. But you got to have that passion. You have to have that go for itness. Uh, and he has that. And just like, uh, of course, Rustin is so terribly, terribly proud of Texas. Just nonstop. Well, you know why he's so proud of it? He was born there. I wonder if he would have grown up in Maine, that if he would still like Texas just as much. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's George in Austin. You're in Run a Fez. Hey, Mr. Ronnie B. Um, what makes the uh, Austin Draft House is different than the ones uh, in San Antonio and Dallas is they have unique showing experience. Like, um, for example, like Smokey and the Bandit, they'll pass out mustaches to the crowd, or they'll have like a uh, off-site filming of Deliverance. They'll have like a kayak trip to trip, and at the end of it, they'll film the movie. So that's what the Austin flair is, and that's why they're so popular in Austin. They're fucking great, dude. Take your date out there, get her all drunk, bam, well, boom, get home, get right there. Yeah, I get that. But, like you said, it's only that one particular draft house that does that um, that fucking experience. And now that they're opening in other places, are they going to be able to recreate that? Is it going to water it down a little bit? Or is that even just going to make it like, yeah, we have one of those too, so it stops being cool. I'll give you the example of Five Guys. When I lived in D.C., everybody would drive to get the Five Guys there would be a fucking line. It was like, I can't wait to get five guys. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is great. Now that they're everywhere, I don't go get them. 
But the thing is, with Alamo, is the ones that the ones in Austin, the one that uh, the guy who runs it has opened up. There's three of them in Austin, and all the ones he runs are totally badass. They all do bang up jobs. But the ones that he didn't run uh, sucked. But now he's going to be running all of them. So you got you have to think he's going to uh, wait. There's three of these in Austin. Yeah, there's three of them in Austin. So when someone says Austin, fucking. Uh, the Alamo Draft House. I don't know which one I'm looking at. There's a there's a main one uh, that's on South Lamar, which is where they do all the premieres and stuff. And then they have one that's on Sixth Street. That's just like a that used to be an old uh, hotel that only has two screens. Is where they do all like all the orchestra stuff. And there's one over in West Austin that does great stuff too. Uh, let's go over here to West in Philly. You're on running Fez. Hey buddies. Hey, I got a question for Rustin. Has um has Fez has Fez tried to touch your penis yet? When you say yet, doesn't mean it will happen. His little body's not ready for that. All right, uh, explain the bathing suit thing to him, Hicks. How nothing where the bathing suit is. I'll make him a diagram. That could help. Make him a diaphragm. That way, even if he does get touched, he won't get fucking pregnant. Uh, why don't we take a break here? Because it's just uh, popping along. Uh, got to, uh, but when we get back, they have a replacement for Larry King right after the jump. Ron Bennington. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197 XM 202. Virus. It's like when you see someone look at a, a little handicapped and go, oh, look at him. He's not able-bodied. I am. I'm prejudiced. Yeah. Well, at least the little handicapped fella is able-minded. Unless he's not. It's difficult to tell with the wheelchair ones. Ricky Gervais, rocking it hard. Uh, his most recent movie, straight to DVD, Cemetery Junction. Uh, you can pick it up on the... Instant Amazon deal. Have you seen it yet, X? Not yet. No, I've not. Uh, he's barely in it. They kind of write it and produce it. It's a 70s coming-of-age English film. I'm uh, definitely going to check out the bootleg. Only good thing is you get to hear all the young dudes uh, one more time. And I believe uh, somebody sings a Slade song. So, you know, what more do you want? All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's Piers Morgan. That's who's going to replace uh, Larry King. Piers Morgan, you know him mainly as the one of the judges on America's Got Talent. And I believe he won one of the Celebrity Apprentice shows. He had a very good Rolodex. Here's Morgan to be uh, the new host. You know, I don't know. Uh, Larry King, they asked him to stay longer while this deal got worked out. I think Larry probably could have stuck around. I know one thing he was trying to do was sabotage this Piers Morgan thing because he kept going on uh, television saying Seacrest should be my replacement. Well, he, he and Ryan are very good friends. Yeah, so I don't think it's... A, so now when you see photos of Larry with his arm around Piers, it doesn't feel exactly like this is Larry's endorsement. No? No, not at all. 
And I don't know if uh, we're going to... It's basically a British talk show now, so I don't know if people are going to keep tuning in. Uh, I don't think they have been tuning in. You remember the last time you watched Larry King? No, I don't. Nobody does. I don't remember the last time somebody say, said to me, oh, did you see Larry King last night? I believe I had just gotten cable. And I actually made this statement. Larry King from radio. Uh, now you can look at him while he asks people questions. Uh, he does that thing that I always liked where instead of saying the person's name, you just say their city. Dallas, you're on the air. Fort Worth, good to talk to you. Grand Rapids, line nine. It's a lot of responsibility. They're carrying it for the entire city, for their entire metropolitan area. They got to represent it. They, they had talked about Katie Couric for that job. Who's they? Uh, that had been a rumor when Larry dis- uh, when Larry said he was going to step down. That was one of the names that was being thrown around. Well, but by who? CNN didn't say it, right? No, CNN didn't say it, no. Yeah, so I never understand how that means anything, the name being thrown around. If CNN said, Larry's leaving, we'd like to get Katie Couric, that would be a bold kind of crazy statement. But they've never said it, and all it ever has to do is get said once, and it will keep coming up. That's what happens with these Twitter things, where just internet rumors just pop up, and you think people are dead or whatever for like two or three days. You know what happens? They go viral. That's the uh, that's the deal. They go viral. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Mr. Beast, I'm terrific today. Fezzy, yeah. what's going on? What can we do for you? You know, this is going to turn into another Tonight Show fiasco, like Conan O'Brien, uh, Jay Leno. It's gonna it's gonna be a huge mess down the road. They picked the wrong guy. Uh, who would you like to see in the get the show? You know, I thought I, I thought Seacrest was a great idea. Um, I just don't think it matters all that much. I mean, you're talking to a lot of reality stars at nine o'clock at night. Let me get this straight. Did you give her the rose? And she took it. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being on. Um, yeah, I just don't think that kind of thing matters all that much. There's a million stations, and uh, Larry King just is, is one of them now. It doesn't have that full heat. It's not like Piers Morgan is going in there and he's got this huge franchise on his back, you know? And he's not going to be doing the Larry King show. He's going to be doing the Piers Morgan show. Now, people would be less upset if he was doing it an hour earlier or an hour later or on a different channel. Why? Why does it make fucking have anything to do with the fact that he's doing his show at the same time somebody who retired did their show? Because all the shows around them look the same. It makes it look like Larry got forced out. Well, Larry's 90. Uh, Larry did get forced out. He's 90, and his show's not where it was a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago. Uh, Joe, Dallas, Sherman Fez. Hey, Ronnie, why don't you go ahead and, I mean, you know you could get the job. Just go get it, man. You could turn that whole get a bit around and everybody loves to hear your interviews. Well, here would be the problem. Then you would see the faces the Fez makes at me during the show. 
Oh, so, well, and, I figured you could leave Fez at the radio station. Oh, I couldn't do that. Uh, but Fez makes a lot of uh, faces at me during the show, and then I make them back at him. Uh, I saw that Rustin caught on to that the other day. Um, I don't know why he won't talk to me today. I don't know what his fucking beef is with me. He just muttered super uncomfortable. <laughs> what does that mean, super uncomfortable? Where does that fucking come from? When you guys are making faces back and forth to each other, I feel so left out. It's just uncomfortable. Why not? You can make a face, too. Well, uh, Just act like you're at the top of the roller coaster and it's heading down. Yeah, whenever Fez is, re- is doing one of his bits, it always gets real uncomfortable when he is making the faces. Because he makes them at you and me. Well, what what kind of face does he make at you? Something like a, do you understand what I'm saying? Can you, Are you getting this as, I'm, as he's saying it? Uh-huh. See, I don't realize I make any faces. It's just it's more of like an uncomfortable stare than than any type of particular face. Um, Pat Chicago, you're a Manifest. Um, yeah, Pat, we lost you, buddy. Uh, so you're not aware of it at all, Fez? No, no. I mean, I the only time I get it is when the face is put back at me. Then I realize what I've done. But for the most part, I don't realize that I've made a face. It doesn't even feel like it's moved. Well, you were telling me yesterday that you get very itchy during the show. Yeah, it's like when I get uh, when I get a little nervous, I also get very itchy. Mm. And it's, you know, head to toe. And I'm like trying not to scratch. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, you don't want someone who looks like they have fleas in here, like a dog with fleas. So how often are you itchy? I mean, I'm itchy right now. It And it just... Well, go ahead and scratch. You're making me crazy. That, your face scratches? Yeah. So your face scratches, and then you think, I won't scratch it because it, uh, I'll, I'll come off kind of antisocial? Right, exactly. Where it's like, you know, to me, it's like picking a nose in front of everybody. I wouldn't want to do that either. It definitely sounds like bed bugs. Yeah, you got the BBs. Oh, I don't want the BBs. But why are you why are you so itchy? And no one else is. Then you went to that place that had bed bugs. Um, Mike, you're on Fez. Uh, yeah, Ronnie B. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't uh, Fez do the Larry King show by himself? That way, he can just stare at the uh, computer, the uh, camera for an hour. I have no idea what that means. Well, he's saying that you don't talk a lot sometimes, uh-huh. but you you're talking a lot now. Because we, when we talk about you, you get very involved. Well, yeah, I was trying to explain what the about the faces, right? And of course, the itching as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You get very involved. Yeah, it's. Um, I was thinking too with uh, Piers Morgan that it probably doesn't help him going into this job that he's the mean judge on America's Got Talent. And I don't think he was, like, a big fan favorite either on that Celebrity Apprentice when he was going up against one of the uh, country singers. I don't know. So he's already got this kind of unlikable air about him. Well, it's not like CNN isn't, you know, going to take a good look around and try to get somebody that, you know... I mean, they do marketing studies. Yeah. Yeah. It, and they must have thought there was something that he had that Seacrest out didn't have. How many jobs does Seacrest out have now? 
Oh, it seems like two dozen. The guy's fucking everywhere and doesn't sleep. It's very bizarre. And I like Pierce Morgan because he was the uh, he uh, owned a couple of the really trashy British newspapers. Yeah, he was involved. That's what, he came out of the tabloid world. Um, Bob, you're on a fest. Yeah, I was wondering, is, is Fez still hypnotized? He's, he's still talking like a robot. What's up with that? No, I think the hypnosis has gone away at this point. I don't well, think I'm still mean, under. What do you mean talking like a robot? He, he sounds he's like, like too mechanical in his, in his voice. So he's talking like a robot. Play it. You're a little tight, Fez. Yeah, I stay tight. Loosen it out a little bit. Stand up and loosen it out. It's actually doing it. Uh, Shane in Texas, you're on Runafest. Hey, Runny B. Yeah. Hey, is, is it in uh, Pierce's contract that he's got to wear suspenders, or how are they going to work that angle? I would if I was him. I would come in there wearing suspenders, and I would, like, put two ba- uh, like birthday party hats under my shirt so that it would point my shoulders up. He's got to get the giant windshield glasses, too, if he wants to complete the look. I guess every man ends up with that if you get old enough. Just the giant Dean Martin, Robert Richum, uh, Mitchum. Yeah, it's your windshield wipe. Uh, it, it basically it is like you've pay, taken frames and put them around a wind, windshield, and you're going like this. These are my glasses, and I still can't see. And then the eyeballs they get very, very giant in them. It's like their peripheral vision went bad as well, and they needed to get something all encompassing there. Now Fez tried to tell me. Fez is struggling with a menu the other day. So I go, what are you doing? And he says, I have uh, bifocals. And he goes, tell me if it works. And I'm looking at him. He doesn't have bifocals. He has just plain glass in the bottom. And then glass, his farsighted glasses. Then he has to take off the bifocals and and put on reading glasses. Holy shit. (laughs) It's never happened in history. So I said to him... They're not bifocals, and he got his feelings hurt because I guess your eye doctor told you they were bifocals? Yeah. He needed to put your reading glasses subscription in the bottom. Yeah, he said this would help me to quit having to take the glasses on and off to read things. And no, it didn't. Well, that's because you need reading glasses. Yeah. So there's nothing in the bottom there. And I figured I was just because, and then I got told it's going to take you a while to get adjusted to them. So I figured it was me. Uh, Oscar, Connecticut, you're on my face. Yeah. Turn your radio down. Huh? Turn your radio down. Put my radio down? Yeah. All right, now you can talk to me. Okay. Um, I have one of my sisters named Wendy. Uh, she kisses boy named Ethan, and Ethan asked her out, and she said no. Would that make her a whore? Oscar, we have a gay boy radio station. You don't have to yeah. call here with those questions, all right? All right. Al Q, they'll be your best friends, all right? All right. All right, so give them a call. Okay. Same question. Take care. Okay, um, you too. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Here's Ron in New York. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. I, uh, good to talk to you today. Uh, I was curious to know if, uh, if Fezzi's got to go in for LASIK surgery mm-hmm. and he spends a night in the hospital, do you think you'd visit him? Even if it wasn't the night, even if he was in there for 10 minutes, 
I'd really? go and sit next to him, yeah, and just be there for him. Why? That's what friends do. Uh, Brendan, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, hey, boys. Uh, Fezzy, I work for a, I'm actually a sales rep for a lens company. Um, I don't have two radio shows or anything, but I, uh, looking to actually help you out with uh, a pair of glasses so you can actually see. All right, thanks. Leave your number or email me at fez2000 at AOL.com. Getting free glasses for yourself, huh? I want to see what he's got. What's next, Adaman? Who's that guy just doing the worship thing at the window? Oh, uh, that's a guy. He's uh, one of the editors from uh, Floor 19. Uh, any idea what that means in regular talk, uh, Hicks, an editor? No, are we a newspaper all of a sudden? Possibly an audio editor that works on the sales floor? I didn't know we had audio editors here. What are they editing? Uh, I think he edits the Stern Show. Ah. Well, why is he giving me the I worship you thing? He's a big fan. Mm. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, dude. I like you, Fez, because you come at it with the truth. Dropping truth bumps. If you did, if you wrote the Rudy story, it would happen exactly the way it happened. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Come back for our last hour. First day of football. Make sure you're ready today. This game tonight should have a hundred share. One hundred percent of the people should be watching. Uh, we'll get back and and I'm, let's have everybody on the show give their Super Bowl picks after the jump. Run and Fez. You're listening to the Ron and Fez show on the virus. Here is one ninety seven XM two hundred two. Fuck Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson ain't shit. I remember when he mugged that woman right there on Lexington. Remember that shit. And you were going to tell him that? I'll tell him that I ain't for fuck Mike Tyson. That's to his face. That's you goddamn right. I ain't for goddamn Mike Tyson. I'll drop him like a madhead. You're a jerk. Yeah, boy. If Mike Tyson dream about whooping my ass, you better wake up and apologize. Well, I hate to leave you and to put you down. Well, I'll say this, Hicks. I don't know if the segue worked, but just hearing Sweet Dick one more time makes me happy. This is Rustin's work. It is? Yes, it is. The segue wasn't as smooth as you would think. This isn't that type of song coming in a little over top of it. Maybe Rustin's not ready to do a new opening for me. Maybe I'll set up a thing. Rustin's opening versus Fez's opening. You ready to take that challenge, Fez? I would take that challenge. All right. You could do that impression of me as the opening. I'll probably go with something else. Why? I don't know how good of an impression that was. That was dead on. Sounds just like me. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. First day of football starts. Vikings versus the Saints. And we will get to see uh, that who that who that. Hopefully, Drew Brees is going to be a little bit uh, more lined up. I don't know why Drew Brees doesn't try to pick up the nickname Cool. Just Cool Brees, wherever he goes. 
don't think he's too swift. He's just really all caught up in the New Orleans thing. Am I crazy or does someone shit on his face? That's feces. Okay. Down. Uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? It's going to be Colts, Cowboys, and Colts will win. Wow. Colts will get their fucking... <laughs> he'll get his second ring. That would be the big, traditional, exciting Super Bowl that people would like. Fez, who's going to win the Super Bowl? It's going to be the New York Jets knocking off the New Orleans Saints. Hard knocks, huh? Yep. Yeah. And a huge upset. What I like about Chris Stanley's prediction is he's got the Cowboys losing the Super Bowl in their home stadium. That would be exciting. Which would be hysterical. Jerry Johnson just getting sh- Jerry Jones just getting <laughs> shit on in this home stadium be hysterical. Mm. Um, Randy, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, I just wanted to ask Mr. Fez Wiley there. Do you want to make that a loser leave the show bit on that rejoiner? And maybe if he lost, he'd come back under a mask and have a hat on and go woo, daddy, and like you know, do the Dave bit. Do the Dave bit, yeah. Yeah. You want to do the Dave bit, Fez? No, I don't think I want to be the Midnight Rider. Uh, well, it's a good well, bit. Well, you enjoyed it. Well, what do you want to do instead, Fuzzy? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought. I, I haven't thought of anything yet. Well, then Midnight Rider. All right, I'll do the Midnight Rider. If I lose, isn't that Dave's bit though? Yeah, that's why I didn't want to do it in the first place. All right, what do you want to do then? I I can't. I don't have anything at the moment. Well, we got time. I could always take him to the Alamo Draft House when it opens in New York. Seriously. Let's do something that'll be exciting for the listeners. Something to make the listeners pop. Uh, Rustin, I'm sure he already picks uh, Cowboys, right? So why even waste our time? Hell yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. <laughs> now, in, in my case, I pick the Chargers every year. Why would I stop? It's just, I think for the last five years I've said Chargers. They go charging into the playoffs and then that's the end of them. We'll get, we get to hear Joe Buck and Troy Aitman call it this year, so I don't oh, think they're going to be calling God. a Cowboys win. How I can't stand those two together. Uh, the only thing I do like is Joe Buck is so much smaller than Aikman that he has to stand on a fucking box. What do you got, Fez? I, I, I don't have anything yet. I'm trying to think. So it would be open versus open. Yeah. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Bill, you're on run a fez Big ass playing on it. pop my butt Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, Fezzy. Why don't you uh, bet a trip to Graceland? That'd be a fun prize. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to travel with the intern. Hmm. I think you don't that's like going against, to Graceland? I think that's against intern rules. Another one you don't want to do, huh, Fez? Well, that one I don't think I'm allowed to do. Well, what do you want to do? Um, if I lose, I'll take over intern duties for a week. You'd actually work for a week? Why would do the intern work? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's crazy. You'd actually be getting shit done during the show. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's, my, that's uh, my suggestion right off the bat. Maybe you could take care of the LLPR. Pop that up. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Mike, Illinois. You're on Run Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Got to tell him some Fezzy. You can be the daytime straddler. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Hmm? I couldn't hear him. Daytime straddler. Yeah, I don't know if that's, uh... I mean, right now I'm doing, uh, I got intern work to put up there. Come on, Fezzy. That's what you really want to do is be the intern? What do the listeners get out of it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I got to keep thinking about this. I got to think of something. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Joe... In Utah, you're on Fez. Hey, I got a character for Fez. It's uh, it's loose, basically, on the Fez character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fezzy McCool. Now, how would that work? Fez? Yes, how would it work? You're the Fezzy McCool guy. Hmm. Here's uh, Todd, South Carolina. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, Dick Holder, 169 here, buddy. Face! 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 Thanks a lot, Ronnie B. Hey, man, it's got to be Tampa Bay and New York Jets in the Super Bowl this year. Just for Fezzy. Just to make Fezzy happy. Because that's what it's all about. Peace! 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. First day. First day of football, and uh, we start off with some soft rock into last year's championship game. Uh, Ray, Buffalo, you're on Fez. Hi, bodies. What's going on? Hey. I got an idea. If uh, Rustin loses, he can burn the Texas flag, and if Fezzy loses, he's got to tell a secret. Where are you on telling that secret, Fez? Um, I'm still working on it. I haven't gotten up the... Uh... The ability to spit it out on the air yet? Well, uh, you and I had this discussion off the air yesterday. Isn't the reason because you don't have a secret yet? Well, I haven't acted on the secret yet. Yeah, that would make it a secret. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That I, I mean, I have the secret. I haven't acted on the secret. Right, but let's put it this way. Let's say I liked baking, right? I like the idea of baking. But I never baked a cake, I never baked bread, I never baked a pie. Could I go around telling people I was a baker? No, you couldn't. But I think about baking. I like the idea of baking. So wouldn't that make me a baker? Well, you would have baking leanings, I guess. So I could say... Baking was... fantasies. Um, George, you're on Fez. Ronnie, what if uh, if Fezzy loses, he has to host the show, and you get to take it easy for a day or two? I'll do that right now. That's what nah, you want to do, we'll... Fezzy? No, that's not what I wanted to do. There's a uh, new survey out where it's 60% of Americans uh, rate their own looks and their own bodies as a 6 or a 7 on a scale of 10. So I'm thinking, I when I walk around, I don't see a lot of six and sevens out there. For this to be a majority of people, I'm seeing an awful lot more of twos and threes. 
as I go by. <clears throat> I don't know. I live in New York City. I see the, some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. It's just stunning. Um, Rustin was bringing that up as he came to New York. Could not get over the women. Yeah, this may be a, a different circumstance, but I think that's why they use the word stunning. Well, because... aren't we both, aren't we all on the streets together? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't see anyone ranked above a two or a three? No, I, they're out there, but I don't think there's 60% <clears throat> of people are up to a seven. Well, what do you think uh, it is? I'd say more people, uh, <clears throat> I'd say that about 90% of people are a five or below. Undateable! Wasn't that Jerry's thing? Remember John, Jerry Seinfeld did something like 90% of the people are undateable? Oh, I I don't know. Remember he yelled out undateable like that? Um, but I don't want to move away from your calls here, Fezzi. You got a lot of calls. You want to go back to your bed or the calls? No, we can go to the calls. Uh, let's go over here to Dave in Minnesota. You're on Fez. Hey, Gladys. I'd say if uh, Fezzi loses, he's got to lose his virginity and then talk about it the next day. Then we'll know his secret. Well, remember when you were going to do that bit, you and uh, Earl? Uh-huh. And never happened? No, that didn't happen. Oh, it was years ago. Right. Yeah, that was... No urges in that direction. That was... Um, I mean, the urges are there. It's just I get nervous about it and I don't act on it and I stay home where it's safer. You have that one person picked out? No, I don't. So there's not one person in the world right now that you find attractive. No, there's people that I find attractive, but there's so so you've got that person that you're zeroed in on out there. No, I don't. No, that I I mean I find people attractive, but I don't have one special person how about, that I'm looking to lose my virginity with. Well, how about just like a couple of potentials? No, I don't even have potentials lined up. All right, so Hicks, from my way of saying, is that he do, that there isn't anyone, right? No. He doesn't have that urge. No, there's, there's no desire. Because I'll give you this. Like, in the straight world, right? If you work somewhere, and let's say there's seven guys, and there's one girl who works there. So seven guys work there, one girl's like a secretary or salesperson, whatever. That girl automatically becomes hot. No matter what else is happening in the real world. In terms of that place, she's fucking hot and everybody would be interested in her. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So that's this thing kind of works on a bell curve, whether uh, of attractive. Of uh, just like there's attractive at nine o'clock at night. There's attractive at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I think one of the things about you, Fez, is that you are repelled by other human beings. You know what I'm saying? It's the exact opposite of attractive. The fact that you walk around the world and see a lot of ugly people, in your opinion, right? Twos and threes. Right. Uh, what do you see yourself as? I would say I'm one of those threes. See, I, I find that crazy. You're an attractive enough guy you could do very well for yourself if you put yourself out there. I've had people tell me plenty of times, Fez is attractive. But beyond that, you're a guy 
the attractive thing doesn't even matter as much. James Woods gets laid like a fucking mad dog. And he's not going to win any beautiful contests. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to work that way. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tom in New York. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. If Fez wants to get laid, he's got to hang out with some black comics. And if we're going to make this contest count, why don't we just make it for second mic for a week? Do you consider yourself second Mike Fez? I'd like to think so, yeah. But it's the Ron and Fez show. Right. There's no second Mike here, is there? Oh, I guess not. No. no we split this Yeah, evenly. that makes sense. We split this evenly. Right. This is a shared thing 100% of the time. You do fitty, I do fitty. Elbow pound. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um... John, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah, Ron, we just mentioned in the Navy it's called ship cute. When there's so few uh, chicks on the ship, you know, you pick out one, you just make her gorgeous. Yeah, this is, uh, it's not even that you make her gorgeous, you just start to believe it. You know, you just, because you have nothing else comparing it to. It's almost like, Fez, would you eat a mayonnaise sandwich? No. But if you hadn't eaten in two days... Would you eat a mayonnaise sandwich? I would eat the mayonnaise sandwich. Absolutely. And enjoy and that's, it. And that's what makes us split. Wingman. We're both on each other's wings, getting these points, going through it together. So that's the way, you know, people who enjoy sex look at the world. The fact that you walk around and see the world as, in this case, 90% undateable. Undateable, Elaine, uh, will keep you from meeting people and having sex. Uh, you and I got into this conversation last night where you say that you're so lonely and you feel bad about it, right? Yeah. How, how bad do you feel? I mean, I, f- I feel bad. I pretty bad. You feel crushed by it. Now, you used to live alone before, right? Uh-huh. And you weren't lonely then? No. No, I enjoyed it then. Now... Earl lives alone. He's not a lonely guy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. So what makes you so much more lonelier and more sorry for yourself than Earl? Um, I think Earl probably hasn't realized how lonely he is yet. Like, right now, that's still working for Earl, but the lonely thing quit working for me. Uh, Earl's going out. He's having fun. He's meeting people. He's doing stuff. He doesn't have time to be lonely. He goes back to his house to sleep, but he's not lonely there. And then he gets up in the morning and off he goes. And he enjoys having his own home. He enjoys not sharing a bed with someone. That's enjoyable to Earl. Yet now, after years of setting up that life, you see this as crushing. Yeah, now all of a sudden it doesn't feel as comfortable as it used to. Who pointed that out to you? Um, I think I pointed it out to me. What do you mean, think? Did you or didn't you? Yeah, I think I came to that conclusion. You just said think again. How did you come to that conclusion? How did that take place? When? How did you just go zipping along, being happy with your life, and then one day deciding you're not? 
I think it was when the anxiety was um, still, uh, when, when I was getting nervous inside the house, when being alone wasn't a comfort. So if there was another person there, you wouldn't be anxious? Maybe not. Maybe if but you're using maybe again. You're using thinking maybe. So at some point you think that if another person is in that house, you suddenly feel comfortable. If it was the right person. And, and but even though there's no persons that you like. Right. There's no one that I have you know, my focus on right now. But whoever that person is, they're going to be the right person that will make you feel okay. Yeah, I think that would make the, being in the house safe, feel safe again. You don't feel safe in your house? I get very nervous in there. Nervous uh, that what will happen? Um, I don't know where it feels like I just have to uh, get out. Yeah, um, but so why don't you leave? Well, that's sometimes I do that. I just go downstairs and walk around for a while. Okay, and then you feel okay. Until I get, you know, get my breath back and then I go back upstairs. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron, thank yeah. you, uh... Yeah, I, I go to a 12-step program, and like you said, a girl comes in there, she might be a five or a six, but when she gets into those rooms, all of a sudden she gets bumped up a few numbers because there's just not that much competition for her. Well, so you, you're right. They start, you know, because of what's around, they, they you know, they're better than what's, it's all relative. I well, then the, also because they're completely opening in there, you know, and you'll be like hearing some girl crying and saying, you know, and that's when I started blowing guys for crack. And I, I, don't, I don't go that route. You know, I, I try to leave them alone and give them some space. Oh, you don't want step 13? Nah, man, that ain't right. Yeah. But that's, that's me. That ain't right. And I, I hope Fezzy works his things out. Thank you. Thank you. You've got a nice show. Thank, right, you. thank you very much, buddy. Good luck to you. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Scott Cleveland, you're on run a fez Hey, guys. Whether I'm at a job or a conference or even a birthday party, I always find myself thinking, if the apocalypse happened now and I had to repopulate this place, who's attractive? Mm -hmm. So you play that little game with yourself. I, for some reason, I find myself doing that, and then all of a sudden, the girl that has a little bit of a mustache becomes attractive. It can work for you. It's, it's a choice thing. And I, I think the fact that Fez sees himself as unattractive... And then you see the world is unattractive. Yeah, I see. Yeah, most of the people out there. And you don't see that that corresponds with the fact that you are alone and not with somebody. That you see people as unacceptable, and you see yourself as unacceptable, right? Right. Yeah. So why would you then want to be in a relationship with anyone? Well, I would like to find someone that uh, would accept me. You, you missed the point here. You're looking to thread a fucking imaginary needle somewhere. Your way of saying, I'm not acceptable, and then all the other people aren't acceptable, keeps you from being in a relationship. Where a guy who wants to be in a relationship, or even less, just wants to have an affair, a one-night stand, is much more comfortable going in that kind of any port in a storm. Where you're saying, I'd rather drown out here than head into that port. Okay, I see what you're saying. And do you I, see what I'm saying, or do you hear what I'm saying? Well, I hear it, and I, I understand it. Do you? So I see it in my mind. Where maybe it's... Um, you see things with your eyes, you know. Right. 
So how do you see inside your mind? With my mind, you can see pictures in your head. So, but I would—I think it was—I think I've. What it is is thinking about someone that I've made really special in my mind. But there isn't anyone. In other words, you're saying an imaginary person. Well, right now, yeah, because there's no one that I have fitting into that. You know that I would want to put in that uh, uh, into that description right now. Right, because they don't exist. Right. So your thing is you're trying to find someone who doesn't exist. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, great job on the show. First off, Fezzy, I got some advice for you. From what it sounds like, you want someone who's going to accept you. you got to find a way to be proud and accept yourself first. If that doesn't work, then you're falling victim to the grading curve that all men fall victim to. And what I mean by that, you take a supermodel who's the ugliest supermodel in the room and you put her in a bingo hall, suddenly she's a 10. There's only one other way to get over that. No lights, dark room, and lots of alcohol. Uh, and none of that uh, make you, uh, impresses you? No. I mean, uh, I understand the dark lights thing. Yeah. In other words, you're not looking for it. You don't want it. No, that I don't, no, that I'm not, I'm not looking for a one-night stand. Maybe I'm looking for too much, but I'm not looking for a one-night stand. But your biggest problem is a long-term relationship that doesn't work out. Right, yeah, that makes me, uh, you know, the, all the aspects of it make me nervous. But nervous is your normal way of being. You've ought to say, you're more nervous than not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you see nervous as normal? Because it never feels normal. It, it just, but it's uh, happening more than anything else, right? Yeah. So why don't you at least feel usual? Why don't you just see nervous as a way to be? Yeah, I've tried to accept that because I'm just constantly battling trying to stop it and find a way to chill out. But don't. Just consider being nervous as chilling out. I hadn't thought of that. Why don't you chill out with one of those threes that make you so disgust, disgusted? What's wrong with a three? Uh, Ted, Marilyn, you're on Money Fez. Yeah, Ron, I was going to say, a two or a three is more than zero. So right now you've had zero, right? Yeah, I'm at zero. Why wouldn't you see dating a two as being a step up? I'll tell you this. Sometimes when you're with the two or threes is how you learn how to have confidence. Because a lot of guys, let's say in the girl and, and dealing with fucking girls, a lot of guys are intimidated by really attractive women. And a matter of fact, they can't even act like themselves. But if you're with a woman that you have no respect for, then that suddenly makes you feel comfortable. And you think to yourself, well, she's fucking lucky enough even to be here. And that gets you uh, feeling better about yourself. Okay. Yeah, I guess I've always uh, kind of seen myself as the two or three. You use guess a lot. You're guessing and maybeing a lot. Why don't you just go for this is how I feel? Not guessing how you feel or thinking perhaps how you feel. Just go for it. I feel I would be the two or the three in that equation. So there's no one less attractive or less desirable for you in the world? No, there is, but it's... Then that would be the one. Right. 
So I had, uh, yeah, I just hadn't thought of that. You hadn't thought of a lot of things, right? Right. What do you What do you do over there when you you're at your house? You're not doing anything. Is anything ever pop up in that head? Not a lot goes on there. Well, you should come in and share it with us, right? Here's uh, Ryan Rochester. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Fezzi, I think you're going through male menopause. Well, this would have been going on my entire life if that's what this is. <laughs> well, then you are. Then why are you unhappy? If this is the life that you made yourself, I don't understand why you're unhappy. Why not just say, I've accomplished all the things that I set out to do? Because there's still more that I want to do. That doesn't have anything to do with that. Why can't you be happy that you created the life that led you up to this point? Why is everything so negative? It doesn't. It Fez, this is the only way I can engage you in the show anymore is to talk about you. Do you understand that? I understand. This is the only time you start to talk back and forth with me. Right. But even in this subject... I don't see that you give it a lot of thought. How could me or the callers think about this more than you do? I think about it. I just don't get answers in my head. But you've just heard 18 things. How about the thing of dating somebody less than you? Just to try it. What would be so horrible about that? Um, honestly, in my head, what, what I feel is if I did that and then wanted to move on just to get confidence and wanted to move on from there, I would mm. feel really bad about hurting their feelings. I, I would get really nervous about that, Dude. bringing that person into my life. And Dude. then Mikey D's feelings, you hurt. Haas's feelings, you hurt. Um, Dave's feelings, you hurt. Lady Trucker's feelings, you hurt. You have zero fucking problem hurting people's feelings. Matter of fact, we have to tell you half the time I don't know whether you know this, you just hurt their feelings. So that's a fucking made-up excuse. You're not sensitive to other people's feelings. You care about other people almost as little as I do. You could give two shits. And you think other people have never been broken up with before? No, other people have been. Because they're out dating, doing stuff, meeting people. You're the one who sees it as a big deal. Every person you've ever seen, besides you, has been broken up with. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Steve, California, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie, boo boo boys how you doing? Yeah. Um, one thing I know is that human beings don't do anything if we don't get something out of it. So whether it's attention or whatever, Fez is getting something out of this. I had this conversation with him last night. He and I had a, a sit-down yesterday, and I said, you are happy on some level or at least comfortable on some level with the way things are going. You're comfortable. I mean, I'm comfortable not dating because it makes me nervous, but it doesn't mean that I don't want to. But you're setting out. It makes me I'm nervous, so I'm not going to do it. And then you're like, I can't meet anyone. When you're already trying not to meet people. The, the fucking conversation doesn't make sense. Uh, Ed, you're The first step should be getting the fuck off of Roosevelt Island. 
That I mean, it feels like a goddamn leper colony when you're there. All right. Go to the city where there's people. Get a better surrounding, man. Ed, how many times do you think he's been told that on the show? I know. I listen. But he, he Guess what, Ed? Get off the island. In August, he just re-signed his lease. <laughs> After being begged by everybody he knows to get off Roosevelt Island, to move to Chelsea, the West Village, the East Village. Basically, the capital of where people were secrets go. And he re-signed in Roosevelt Island, which you tell us you hate. Right? Right. Don't you... You're looking like, no, you don't, but you said right. Don't you tell us what a nightmare it is over there? Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's totally... Because it's gotten very crowded, and a lot of times it's hard to get off of. And you're not meeting anyone and blah, 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 right? Right. So we've all said, Fez, you've got money. Move to Chelsea. Move to this. Move to that. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I should. Why did you resign your lease? I chickened out. Tell the truth. Why did you resign your lease? I guess because I'm comfortable there. Because chicken out would have been that you at least had an intention of doing it. You had no intention. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. John in Oklahoma, you're on Fez. Hey, it's John, boys. Fez has got... He's got me in a pitch today. He's doing the... He's defining crazy. He's doing the same thing every day, expecting different results. And now we've moved that all, the whole radio show is the same thing every day, expecting Fez to follow one of these suggestions and have different results. Well, only when we start talking to Fez. Um, he, Half the time. Yeah. He gets out of it during the, you know. I mean, the other part of it, you're willing, when, when I talk about other topics, you're willing to just sit and, li and listen to the show, right? Yeah, that's what ends up happening. But when I pull you into this, you talk, and you talk pretty freely about it, right? You have a huge interest in what's going on with you. I guess so. I don't feel that I'm talking about it all that comfortably. you got to stop guessing and just start actually saying what's on your mind. That would help you quite a bit. Just say, here's the way, even if you're wrong, you, or you can change your mind tomorrow. But if you stop guessing, we'll think that you're engaged in the topic, right? Mm-hmm. The point was, all this time we told you to move off Roosevelt Island, all this time you're saying it was a great idea, right? Yes. You re-sign your lease. Yep. Uh, did you go down to Chelsea looking at any places there? Did you go to West Village and look at any places? I didn't physically go. I looked at some places online. That's not. Did you get, get a realtor? No. You know that you're not just going to look on places online in New York City, right? You know that you have to call a realtor, show up at places, and look at them. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, you're not in the fucking suburbs where you can look online. You got to go out and chase it down. So you didn't, right? Right. And your year is going to stay the same as your year was last year and the year before that. Right? I have no reason to think it won't. So the, on some level, you have to feel better about that. You have to feel good about it. And you have to be able to say... I'm doing exactly what... If you did the things that you do and were happy with them, we would never have these conversations. 
but you tell us that you're sad or aggravated, we get into, well, hey, or make this change, make that change. Yeah, that one I wasn't comfortable enough to make. What was so uncomfortable about moving around these people that you say you want to fit in with? I think it was the act of moving. It was just, it's always stressful for me. and It would have been a mile and a half. You have the money to have movers come there and move you. They could have moved you while you were at work. Or you could have went and checked into a hotel for a night. You didn't have to call a friend with a truck. You don't live in that world. What would be, what is stressful? Starting anew like Mary Tyler Moore? Uh, Rich, you're on the Renafe Show. Hey, Ron, what's up, Fez? What can we do for you? Fez, I really think you should pay for it. Get a couple of experiences out of the way. Take a page out of little Jimmy Norton's book. Get it over with, and you'll feel a lot more comfortable going forward in the future. That grosses you out, Fez? Yeah, and it doesn't feel safe either. Mm. Steve, you're on run, Fez. Um, let's go over here to uh, Joe, you're on run, Fez. Fez, hey, it's Joe. How you doing? Good. What can we do for you, Joe? I just, I just want to tell you, I listened to you way back in the old Ron and Ron days. We miss you. We love you. We want you to be a part of the show. And everything you say is good. Just jump in and just, uh, just hang in there. Thanks, Joe. Eight six six runs your fez. Eight six six runs your fez. Owen in New York. Hey Ronnie. Yeah. You know the only time I've ever seen happy was when you used to throw razor blades at him. Yeah, I can't do that anymore because once we moved into this building, they found out that I wasn't doing that as theater of the mind, but actually throwing razor blades. And it's really one of the few things these dicks have asked me to stop doing. They don't ask much, but they're like, um, might be helpful for HR if you guys didn't do anything that could endanger each other. I'm like, well, we don't. Yeah, um, that's true. But we were just thinking that the razor blade thing. One of the scary moments would be when I go home and find one in a shirt pocket and not realize it's in there. Like a time bomb ready to go off. Why don't you take it and just rub it across uh, your wrist? Tom, New York, you're in Memphis. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, boy, you made me lose my train of thought. Listen, take your I time. think that, okay, uh, it isn't that Fez would feel bad if he broke up with somebody. I think it's his fear of judgment and evaluation by other people that he would be seen as someone who broke up with someone and made them feel bad. I don't think Fez has the feelings. Um, I don't think he is. I, I think that Fezzi gets into an excuse thing and what excuse he can uh, get away with. With that, with that one, it would be, I, I would feel bad if someone was like still, like if I broke up with someone 
and they were still calling me up. Like constantly, yes. I would feel really bad about that, and that would actually make me very nervous. But you're saying, on the risk that somehow you'll be with a stalker, which rarely happens. Okay. Breakups do happen. All right? Breakups do happen. So there's always that risk. But if you don't risk it, you don't get anything. And it would be great if you said, hey, guys, I'm managing to live in a world without risk, and I love it. If you came in here and said, I'm okay and happy with the choices that I've made, nobody would say these things to you. But we are having the 900th fucking conversation about you. Oh, yeah. And you're making fucking decisions. Why don't we do this with me? How come we don't sit around and talk about what decisions Ron should make? Because uh, you, you make your decisions. You don't need anyone else's input on it, I don't think. And I think you're comfortable with decisions you make. No, I make a lot of bad decisions. I just fucking live with them. I have plenty of fucking regrets. But I don't have a fucking time capsule. There's nothing I can do about it. Everybody out there listening to this show, Fez has fucking regrets. But you end up saying, what is a better re regret? One a decision that I made that didn't work out or a decision that I was afraid to fucking make? That's the fucking true regret. That I was afraid to do anything. Yeah, that's, I mean... And of course you agree. And that's what of, I do. Of course you agree with that. Um... Michelle, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, yeah. Um, I'm a psychiatrist, and one okay, of the I things I get two that... radio shows, so we're both doing good. Both <laughs> our parents should be happy. Yeah, right. Um, but one of the things I notice with Fez is that he derives pleasure, whether you want to believe it or not, it's negative pressure from being a victim. Mm -hmm. And the more we feed into it, the more he's going to continue to do it, so we're not really helping him by doing that. I don't think I've ever but, called myself a victim. But, Michelle, ever. but let me ask you, of course, you, you act like a victim. Victim yeah. is what you are, Fez. You're a victim, a professional fucking victim. But here's the thing, Michelle. In the two days here, right, in the last seven hours of doing the show before this hour, uh, Fez has spoke like five, six minutes. So finally, I'm just like, let's make it about you. And we get back into this. But if not that, he's very happy to sit and be quiet and not say a word. So you're basically, but that's because it's not about him. And he's, the light is not on him anymore. Right. But, I mean, how could you do that on the radio? Name another radio host that would just be like, I'm going to sit and let the show go by me. Well, I agree with that. There are a lot of uncomfortable moments of silence on the radio show with you guys. But if I don't shine the light on him, he's not going to fucking talk back. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, the only other thing you can think of is getting another personality in with, and perhaps maybe it can spark him to get interested again. Yeah, like Dave with did you, that. Including as you, yeah. Yeah. When Dave was talking to me, Fez was fine to sit there and not fucking interact. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the hardest decision is to decide whether 
you guys are comfortable with doing a show together, and I'm not even going to go down that route. I'm, that's not what I was talking about, and I don't want to be the one to say something like that, so I'm just not going to say anything else. Do you still want to do the show, Fez? Absolutely. Well, part of the show is being, you know, vocal. If this were like a mime thing, then you'd be great, but you have oh! to vocalize. I, I I'm not trying that, to be- Miss Bedside Manor. I, oh, I'm not trying to be mean, and by no mean did, did means that I say that I, you know that I have the best bedside manner. But sometimes when you're ha- dealing with someone who is so not wanting to deal with their own stuff, you kind of have to give them a little shake up. I mean, you can't always baby everybody because that will just help them to continue right. in the manner they're working. So. Here's the thing. I either get accused of babying Fez or being cruel to Fez. I never, you know, and I I did have a relationship with this before when we were equal partners. But I got news for you. It's been a longer time ago than I'm even comfortable fucking admitting to myself. You know, and this just doesn't happen on the air, off the air. I can't get, like, business fucking talk back to me. I say things to him. He waits until I'm done, and then moves on and never brings it back up to me again. Again, that's something that you guys kind of have to look internally and and make these decisions that, you know, that are very difficult decisions. I like how Michelle's never around for the difficult decision, decisions, <laughs> just the easy ones. <laughs> no, I'm around for the difficult ones, too, but I don't want to tell you what to do with your life. That's not what my job is all about. But you're saying the only way out of this is just admit that, the, that you know, it, too many things have changed. I'm saying that if you are comfortable with the things that have changed and if Fez is comfortable with the way things have changed and you have recognized that it's not affecting your life in a negative way, then yes. Okay. I do think I would miss this. I would miss doing the thing with the guy that I started with so long ago. I think that would, uh, that there's a part of that that just seems heartbreaking to me. That you won't have that guy to go, hey, remember... When this happened, remember when we got over that thing? You know, but I guess this is what people go through. Yeah, and I totally agree with you because I've been listening to you for a very, very long time, and I completely and utterly miss the Fez who was the radio personality that was on the radio many, many years ago. I Mm. I often wonder myself where he went. All right, Michelle. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. The Michael McKeon Unmasked will debut this weekend on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy. That's this Saturday night, 8 p.m. in the East. Check that out. It's Unmasked with special guest Michael McKeon. I just want to thank Lou Reed for letting us use this song and not treating us like that British waterhead. All right, enjoy football tonight, guys.
see you back here tomorrow for a Friday show. Oh, quick O&A update. And everybody needs to get online for this. Uh, it's something that everybody needs to be part of. So if you're close to your computer, make sure you... Uh, make sure... Not only do this yourself, but spread the word... Uh, that we all need. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>